Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 365, recorded on March 3rd, 2022. On tonight's episode, we discuss Justin's favorite topic, and this is why he's here. All night, all you can eat, Pokemon. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to Nintendo Dads. It's Marty here with episode 365, which means that as of today, there is an episode of Nintendo Dads for every day of the year. You cannot escape us. That's, wow. That's awesome. Thoughts. Unless That's you're a awesome. leap year person. And then we'll have to record another episode next week for the leap year. Anyway, it is March the 3rd, 2022, and the gang's all here for the big Pokemon episode that Justin's so excited about. Uh, but lots more news to talk about on tonight's show as well. Joining me on the show, as they do each and every week, uh, well, some of us. I mean, it's a rotating, it's a rotating cast of characters, <laughs> right? Are we characters or are we people? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jesse Waldack, faithfully manning the booth over there, doing all the recordings, pushing the buttons, booping the bips and... Anyway, how are you, Jesse? So, speaking of characters, my mom always used to tell me that, you know, whenever something, if I needed to do something I didn't want to do, she would say, oh, it builds character, and boy, are you a character. (laughs) Such a mom thing to say. (laughs) Such a mom thing to say. That's like calling it the Nintendo or the Batman. Uh, you know, I don't know. Also, speaking of the, the Justin Masson, he's here, folks, all the way from Canada. Oh, I feel like I'm going to regret showing up to this episode's day. I totally forgot it was a Pokemon thing. Um, it's like a buffet. All you, I was like, you could eat Pokemon. And I started thinking about like, which ones would you eat? Which ones taste like Kentucky Fried Chicken? Which well, ones taste the, like Chinese they, food? They had the cream one last gen. I'm not even gonna. I'm just uh, like. I might, you know what? Cream. I might just do my. Like, I might just do my taxes. A dairy product episode. that you might could just, consume. I might just do my taxes. <laughs> if Justin is uh, is preoccupied, he's doing his taxes. Yeah. Well, I'm doing all right though. Thanks for having he's me here. I appreciate it. Probably having more fun doing that than talking about Pokemon. Well, that, that's I mean, the that's the context. Yeah, that's 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 actually the joke right there, Jesse. That's 100 percent the joke. The <laughs> the joke is that I believe doing taxes would be more enjoyable than talking about Pokemon. But um, I'm really glad we explained that. And then you explained the explainer. I know. Yep. Speaking of explainers, Tim off. How are you, buddy? That's a perfect way to bring me in. I'm an, definitely an explainer, I guess. <laughs> maybe not good, good at, at it. it. But, well, I was going to say maybe not so good at it, but you never know. But I'm, I'm happy to be here as always, especially with all of us together and being able to chit chat about our favorite topic about Pokemon. And especially because we like to hear Justin name names, Pokemon names. So that's what I'm here for. That's why I'm here. You guys said, am I going to be on tonight? And I said, I don't know Justin's what animal be on? this is or what Pokemon this is. I'm yeah. going to be on too. Yeah, so you know, it was, it, was, it was funny. A couple of weeks, I think it was like last week. <clears throat> 
during Pokemon, uh, Andros from Nintendo Pals, which is like, hey, you guys should have thing where like you guess what the name of Pokemon things are. I think it'd be super funny. <laughs> Andros, we did it two years ago. All right. Two years, two years ago. Two, two years. And I still don't know any of them. I still that, don't uh, care. Justin, I think that just shows you um, that he has not been listening. Yeah. I, Ooh, that's watching. what I would say, too. What? Well, off of that subject, how are you doing, Marty? <laughs> uh, wow. You know, I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Uh, it's been a great week. Um, I have... Um, accomplished many things i've read many books that smell of leather and rich mahogany uh and um it's been right now it's 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 serious it's been a good week nobody in my house is sick you made it through a week after february (laughs) um and and i'm here i'm i'm here with you guys that's where i like to spend my thursday nights is not down with the sickness this week no, mm-hmm. nope, no. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, Tim. Uh, I'm just excited as can be because we actually have uh, quite a bit of news to talk about on tonight's show. And so, uh, without further ado, I think we should dive right in, shall we? Yes, yes, we shall. We shall indeed. And our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump in uh, and be part of the greatest community on the face of the internet. I said it, I mean it. Discussion over. Yeah. All right. No take backs. So uh, head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads and join up a dollar, get you into the discord. $5 gets you into all of our discord sub channels. Uh, $10 a month gets you pre and post show audio and a really neat uh, quarterly art card that we do based on a different game. Coming uh, out uh, next week, actually, Marty, I'm going to send it over to you to be in next week's Patreon thing. It is, of course, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, but we've asked our amazing friend Adam Leonard to do Kirby and the Last of Us version. So look for that art card, Kirby, the Last of Us, uh, coming uh, very soon. I that's it's very relevant with the Kirby demo coming out today. So, well, I called Nintendo and I said, you should do this. And they said, said, Hey guys, listen, sure. Sure. Look at here. Yeah. And they were like, Uh, who are you? You need to get out. You need to get that demo that I've heard my uncle talking about out. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, And, and there's another Patreon tier as well for $30. You can be a Patreon producer and get on the show, uh, get to be a guest, get to bring a topic and get your name in the credits each and every week. And we're thankful for our Patreon Producers, hey guys, guess what? What? I don't know if you know this or not, but today is the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. Say what? It's been a long day getting from it is the release date of quite arguably one of the greatest Nintendo systems of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Nintendo Switch. So many of our of, of us love our Switch. I was looking back. Uh, today uh, at memories from uh, various social media posts around uh, on March 3rd. Uh, I remember getting my switch. Uh, Some people got it at midnight because they live in places where, you know, the actual good opportunities exist. I had to wait till almost noon on the third to go get it. 
You know, Zablanc, he posted that that day before that uh, Google Hangouts that you did. And you said that exact same thing in that, in that video yep. at the yeah. beginning. You're like, all of you people are more fortunate because you guys are having midnight launches. Well, it's like midnight <laughs> releases. I mean, they do midnight releases here for Madden and Call of Duty. Why are you going to do this for the Switch? Yes. I don't because, understand. But because, anyways, the, I got- because the console before that, no one bought. No, that's true. So they were that's like, true. why would they we do this? They did not expect anything. Uh, so five years in, um, can we can we just go ahead and say, um, can, can, are, are we are we prepared to say at this time, five years in, top three Nintendo console of all time? For me, yes. Yeah, yeah, I feel three, comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah, I think it would have our, our our brand of approval. You can put the Nintendo Dad's quality stamp on that. We can't do mm. that for a lot of things, but just this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it's in, so you know it's interesting. Right? I was thinking about that today. Um, not the stamp, right? More about kind of like the Nintendo Switch because I think for us, and I don't know about you. Recently, I think about this. I was like, I don't know if I can do another hardware iteration. Like, I don't know if I can do what the next Switch thing is because, for, like, a little bit behind the curtain because I think the Nintendo Switch for us was so critical and. Right. We had entered the, the podcasting space during the Wii U. We were kind of finding our feet. We were really stretching for content. We were having a hard time doing it. Right. And I think we were positioned so that when the switch came out, we were kind of in that marketplace. So we created a brand for us. So I always associate like when the switch came out as a real accelerator for us as the podcast, as our crew, building our community, building our foundation. So it's a very special kind of like event, I think, in a lot of ways for, I think, the Nintendo Dads podcast. And I think, and I don't want to say directly our success, but a lot of it feels tied to to that, right? Like some of the events we went to were, you know, we went to went to EGX to cover the Nintendo Switch stuff, right? We went to Gamescom to cover the Nintendo Switch stuff. We went to different events because of Nintendo Switch stuff, right? So it feels like it was kind of the, the thing that drove us a lot, a lot of our content. Um, so I think, I mean, I think it's a tremendous system. Uh, I, you know, and we've just been so fortunate to be able to, to get to enjoy its benefits, right? And build a community yeah. around these things. That's- and then, then the great part about it is being a console that's popular, right? It's doing well. There are good games for like those are like it sounds crazy, but those little combinations allowed for us to have some amazing, you know, Mario Kart nights or golf. We're all coming up to, you know, strikers, like all these things that like became really good reasons for our community to connect together, play together. Like it was just I'm just so fond of it. And uh, I think it's just it's an amazing device. Well, I think it's funny that I joined the, the, the podcast right before the NX reveal. Uh, or, you know, the, the switch yeah, reveal when it was right. so NX. And I remember we used to get excited when there was a game coming out that week. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, there's a new Wii U game coming out. Oh this my week. Gosh. Everybody go buy it. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a surreal place to be now. Uh, over 100 million sold and counting. Uh, I do believe I, I really believe um, f- even five years in, I really believe this will become Nintendo's best-selling console of all time. Yeah, and they've really positioned themselves. We've talked about before, 2022 just being an absolute banger of a year. I think, like, I I don't think, like, we're, you know, and I'm not, we're not going to talk about the new Switch Pro rumors. We're not doing that today, right? But, I mean, I think that there is, it still has so much life behind it. 
right? And it's just, you know, and as you look at like the stream deck that just uh, just came out recently, um, uh, you can look at how it's revolutionized again, what people do, right? I mean, the, the moment the stream deck people came in, it came out, it was like, sorry, is that just a bulky Nintendo Switch, right? Like it re... And it reinvigorated a, 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 an area of gaming, portable gaming, that like PlayStation didn't get done, couldn't, couldn't do it with the Vita, right? They just didn't have that success. I, a lot of people thought, you know, handheld gaming was, was only mobile devices. It was either mobile devices or you had a home console, right? And Nintendo said, no, we're not letting go of that. We have a solution. We have an idea and we think it's going to work. And I, I think the other part of it is this had to work after how badly that Wii U failed right this had to work for them and they they hit it out of the park by stripping everything and i think the other part of it was they stripped everything down to like like and i've said this before when they came out with a switch they positioned themselves like move themselves as far as they could away from the wii u right they're like we do not want anything that might like that 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 is toxic that might bring this thing down so we are clear sailing and only now are we beginning to kind of see like the that we can connect this to the Wii U, right? We can say like the Miis are there. You're like, oh yeah, the Miis, those were great. You know, oh, this game was another console. What console? A console we will never speak of, right? Like those kind of commentaries. Like that shall of, not of be named. Consoles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all thought the same joke at the same time. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right, Jess. I, the, the thing about the Switch is it was do or die time for Nintendo. And so they had to come out with something. But the, I think it's interesting you mentioned the Vita. Because pr- prior to Switch, I think the only way that, that people were willing to or, or were thinking about uh, mobile to home gaming, you know, or hybrid gaming at that time was, oh, well, we can use this for remote play to connect to our system at home and we can beam it to the, this device. Mm. Uh, and Nintendo said, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to make it where that is the device. Uh, and I think that's been the biggest part of Switch's success is that little Johnny can be in the backseat of the car playing the same game that he played. They played at his friend's house on the big TV yeah. and losing nothing and not having to have Internet connection, not having to, to have any of that. It's it is the same experience right there in your hand. And that's the thing. Like, And that was the magic of it. Right. Because we because like you didn't understand it. You're like, okay, so is it really this easy? Is it really this easy that I can literally pick it out of the dock and it just does it right? And you're like, no, it can't be. It's got to be some weird input lag. Right. And, 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 you know, that was that was, you know, I remember having friends come over. They're like, what, 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 like, so what is it? It's, is it, is it a handheld? Is it a game? Is it a, you know, (laughs) yes. Like, what is it? And I was like, (laughs) it's on the screen. Right. They're like, yes. I'm like, now pick it up. They're like, what do you mean pick it up? I'm like, grab from the sides and pull it out. And all of a sudden, like, oh, it just. And I was like, uh huh. Now put it back. They're like, uh huh. And so, like, you like it was like you're just watching someone do like the HDMI feed back and forth between handheld and and. and talk. It reminds me of this comic that I saw where it was like the Xbox and the PS5, and they were like living versions of that. And they were like, oh, we do this, we can do this, and then that shows the switch. It's like. Yeah, but can you do this? And it had like a face on the screen and it was like yeah. going in and out of the dock and the face was popping up on the screen in the background. And, I remember that. And they're just yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. The other I thing remember- I think too that was successful about it too, I think is Indies. Because that's mm-hmm. what got me to get rid of my Vita to go put that money towards a Switch was is certain 
indie games that I had fun with, like Axiom Verge, for example, coming to the Switch. If that game is coming to the Switch, then I will sell my Vita because I was trying to I was trying to decide whether or not to keep it or not. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, they went the indie route and we see it today. They they fully back the indie game community, and that's where a lot of the games we have fun with on the Switch are. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I, I love the, I think it's, oh, sure, go ahead, Jesse. I, I, I still remember, I swear I said this on my old show back at VG Tribune, that I, I described what I thought, you know, when, when they said that the two the 3DS dev teams and the console dev teams were merging. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to have some sort of hybrid merged like console. And I pretty much ex- ex- described exactly what the Switch was, it, you know, at least 10 years ago, you know, eight to 10, you know, I went back through the old recordings and old show notes and I couldn't find where I said it. I swear yeah, I did. You're just trying like, to get your royalties, you son of a bitch. You I know? just couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, if I could have found it, that would have been a nice sound clip. This, I well, said this 13 years pre- ago. Or whatever. Prediction points for Jesse from yeah, 13 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Too bad they don't count for like yearly predictions, right? Yeah, listen, we seven year employee of the year, all right? Like, that's, that's not, we're not pulling back. We're not pulling back. This I, I think, th- though, that as we look at the Switch, I think it's safe to say we've, we've watched Nintendo grow over these last five years or mm-hmm. six, you know, if you want to count the year of the reveal. We've watched them make some fantastic strides forward. There's areas we wish that they would continue to, you know, pull themselves forward in. And then there's been some things that we've just gone, what? You know, like mm-hmm. missteps, which any company is going to do that. But I would say that Nintendo's track record during these past five years has been pretty dang good for, for what we've got out of the Switch and what's to come. Like, we don't know if they're saying we're halfway through the life cycle, there's another five years. Yeah. Uh, like, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. The, the part that worries me is the growing gap, mm. whereas uh, between it and other consoles and, and AAA titles or third-party titles in general, because um, that is, the, I think, the biggest issue. Like, they've been able to solve it somewhat so far, mm-hmm. but as developers really get a chance to lean into the full set of, uh, like, you know, optimizations and everything that you can do with PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X, they're, they're, you're going to start to see that gap widen and widen and widen and widen. Now, the speed, I don't know, because there's been some things that have set that back. COVID is a big one. I, in fact, I said this week, you know, we're, we're coming up on uh, 14, 15 months past the launch of the PlayStation 5. You still can't walk in and get one anywhere. Mm-hmm. They cannot stop scalpers from getting them. They cannot, or they're not willing to. Uh, it's it's still extremely hard to get. I will say that I am starting to see Xbox Series S's in Walmart in the case, mm-hmm. like on a semi-regular basis. So that's yep. moving some, but the X, you don't see that either. So there's probably some, <laughs> to Nintendo's credit, there's probably a little a bit of future-proofing there due to the, due to the supply chain issues. Yeah. And that might be why, like, we don't know. That might be why Nintendo is saying, hey, we got another five years here because we're we're future-proofed a little bit because this is going to kind of keep us in a, in a good sweet spot. But I'm afraid I'm afraid of that widening gap is all, I, is all I'm trying to say. And I, and I know you're going to hate me, 
I know you're going to hate me no. for saying this, right? I think so. I, I think Nintendo, when they decided to build out their cloud space, that allowed for them to give a little bit more runway and allows them to have a, some skin in the game in a vested area. Now, so I definitely, I hear you though, Marty, right? And this is where their relationship with indies continues to be absolutely critical, right? Because the third parties are, are like coming and going, right? But the indies are like, yeah, this is an indie machine. Where I am the most concerned about as we talk about Nintendo's future is the best way I can describe it is that if you look at the Wii, they came off that like the freaking king of the world. Do you know what I mean? They're like, we're untouchable. We've got some swagger, right? And then their next step was on a rake in their front yard and they broke their face on the Wii U. Like they didn't learn from Sony when they did it with the PS3 and, launch. And so my statement is right now, hey, Nintendo, you're king right now. You're killing it. You got some swagger. Do not step on the rake in your yard, right? On the next, on the next one. Because that's all Thank it's going to take. That's exactly what I was that's thinking of. All it's going to take. And so, like, and I, and I, I think this is a. They want to extend this life cycle as long as they can. They want to make they th- whatever move they are going to make next for their next console is going to be vetted five times over. It's going to be checked five times over. And they're like, we do not like, this is why I, I think, I don't think you're going to see a, I don't know. We're going to call something new, some brand new console. I think you are going to see switch two, whatever it is. Like it is, it is, it's like, it's like DS three DS, right? The, the cross, like, Continue that line of family as long as you can. Do not get brand confusion. Well, stay it's on the why, sales. It's why stay we on get the a cartridge. Iteration of of the PlayStation yes. every year because yep. why? Because PlayStation is not just the name of a system; it's a brand. Yeah, it's a you know what you're getting when you buy a PlayStation. Yep. At this point, you know what you're buying when you get a Nintendo Switch because you know one of the things that's changed a big change for me has been so many people in the very beginning doing the same thing that you described, Justin, what is it? Why is it so popular? What, what, what's going on here? Every person who asked me those questions back then now knows exactly what a switch is and probably has one or more of them in their house. Yep. My, my worry is too, is do, do we get to a point where Nintendo holds on to this console a little bit too long? Because it's, hey, we've had a real good success here, guys. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Another box of crumble cookies. It's like a Is week- crumble cookies a sponsor of our like- show? <laughs> they, should, just, they should be. She just hands them to me. They like, should be. You gotta oh, show these my off. gosh. <laughs> Ask your daughter. Like, listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a shill. Y'all know this, right? I will. Well, we'll we'll take sponsorship. Talk, talk to the crumble. Talk to the crumbs at the top, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll. Sophie, they want you to get them to sponsor us. Can yes. We, <laughs> can we have a Nintendo cookie Dad's? Man. Is it cookies or is it donuts? It's cookies. Cookies. Can we have like a Nintendo Dad's cookie with our logo on it? Yeah. And we'll I don't see. want our logo on it. I want an exclusive flavor. I want something. Oh my gosh. That evokes. I bet you would Nintendo taste like Dad's. regret and tears. I was gonna say it would taste like. It tastes like stale Doritos and no, you know what? Here's what's, here's what's going to taste like. I'm going to tell you what's going to taste like right now. It's going to take like taste like barbecue sauce, 
It's going to taste like maple syrup. And, there, and there's going to be beard hair in it. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say it tastes like derailment is what it yeah. <laughs> uh, tastes like an oil spill. Which I just uh, did with the cookies. Sorry, I derailed the conversation. No, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. We we. We are good with cookies. We weren't going for uh, Let's just say that they arrived in celebration of, of the Nintendo Switch's fifth anniversary. Yeah. Let's do that. Happy fifth. Happy fifth birthday, Nintendo Switch. We love you. Uh, and we can't wait to see what the rest of the year has in store. Let's talk Pokemon because everybody Ooh. knows it's uh, Justin loves Pokemon. Uh, this was Pokemon. He's been dying to talk about this since know, the Pokemon Presents on earlier Sunday. This, earlier this week, he texted me and he was like, man, I just I don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, during Pokemon week, I'm just, my excitement level is building. My heart is racing. Uh, I'm, I'm really I could, bar- I could barely sleep before Sunday night. I was just giddy with like Christmas glee. Just, he kept typing and typing yeah. just in the, in the main channel. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and man, geez. So, so you guys know that Pokemon week was last week and it capped off on Sunday, uh, with Pokemon presents, uh, which was the big, uh, send off, I guess, event of the week. Uh, which, interestingly enough, uh, Pokemon Company itself made mention that they did not promote this heavily due to what's going on in Ukraine right now. Uh, but they still had already scheduled it, so they decided to follow through with it. Lots to talk about in this uh, in this presentation. It opened up with uh, Ishihara-san and an animatronic Pikachu. Jesse, I need you to tell me about this animatronic Pikachu because in the notes you have put I want one in capital letters. What is this animatronic Pikachu? At first I wasn't sure if it was even real, like something that was put in through CG. But uh, you know, so while he's talking, this little Pikachu is just kind of sitting there in the background, uh, you know, head moving a little bit, tail going back and forth, eyes blinking, and then as he's He's wrapping up his little intro. He's is moving more and more until finally it actually, like almost. I don't know if it's a full stand up, but at least he like moves the hand up and and set, you know does its Pikachu cry. But I'm like, I, I looked at that clip multiple times. I'm like, that looks. I don't know if that's CG or if that's real. It looks real. If it is, I want one. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, do you remember when the Force Awakens came out and they did the. Um, the BB-8 droid that yes. actually, like you could troll with your your phone, and it would like you you like it, you can make it do stuff, and it was actually magnetic, so like it would roll along, and yeah, I actually we had a we had a as store, real as a droid can be without a yeah conscious. we had a store that opened around here called Dirt Cheap where they sell things for various percentage off the retail price. Oh, I I thought it was just dirt. That was no, it's dirt cheap. Uh, and they, that's a real they had one of those BB-8s when they opened, and it was seventy five. Not as you're a gardener, and and it had everything in the box. I bought it. Um, here's what I know about the animatronic Pikachu. Uh, the 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 real life BB-8, the animatronic BB-8, sat on my desk and got used maybe five times. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure animatronic Pikachu would do the same thing in a lot oh, of yeah, people's definitely. lives. But well, if you haven't seen this, check go check the intro of that video and look for yourself. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's the first right thirty seconds. The yeah, so you don't have to dig uh, pretty far. 
There were updates to current games announced. Pokemon Go, uh, getting Pokemon from the Alola region that are coming in, uh, or actually, if you're hearing this, they're already in <clears throat> Pokemon Go. Um, Alolan Executor was spawning in the wild following the presentation. Uh, for Pokemon Masters EX was a 2.5-year anniversary celebration uh, with lots of brand-new stuff there. Pokemon uh, Cafe I, Remix. I completely forgot that the game was a thing. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> Pokemon Cafe Remix is uh, there, and uh, new Pokemon are being added to it. Pokemon Unite uh, got a new battle mode. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl uh, now has the ability to get a mystery gift which will give you the mythical Pokemon Shaman you have until March 27th to get this. And then they announced DLC for Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, updated to 1.1.0 Daybreak. Uh, Lots of new things here. Uh, And if you haven't heard about this, there is a code, Arceus Adventure, which expires March 31st. It gives you a mystery gift of 30 Ultra Balls, 30 Gigaton Balls, and 30 Jet Balls. So you can go and get that. If you've unlocked the ability to get mystery gifts uh, in the uh, in the game, an animated series in the Hisui region has uh, begun. Uh, it's expected to be released later this year. And then the last one more thing announcement: so the Megaton announcement of Gen Nine. Jesse, you called this. I did. Uh, let's give credit where credit is due. You said Gen Nine Pokemon because it had been three years since Gen Eight. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Um, which will be out later this year, which is pretty crazy. But if you think about it, if you go back three years, they started the hype train for Pokemon Sword and Shield about March of that year. And so that means we're going to get to hear about Pokemon. Justin, this means we're going to get to hear about Pokemon all year long. I'm playing Kirby. And when he says that, he doesn't mean he's going to play Kirby in place of it. He's just literally doing it right now. He's, he's doing it right now while we're talking. Yeah. So this it's is going so to come good. out um, late 2022. Can I just say this? Um, two out of three of the brand new starters may be some of my favorite Pokemon ever. Ever. Which the One, one of them not, can go die in a fire. Is that the Fue Coco? Uh, no. Fue Coco and Quaxley are amazing. We okay. cat can go and <laughs> not exist. Um, so this now, looks like the- it's in like a Spanish region. They didn't show much uh, else uh, than that, but there is a website up right now, scarletviolet.pokemon.com. Uh, so you can go and check out what little details they are. I'm sure we'll hear more probably within a month. Uh, at least they'll start peeling back the onion. Uh, Jesse, I want to hear what you thought about this because, again, you predicted it. You are the Pokemon master among us. What do you think about Gen 9? I, I, I'm actually surprised that they're, it looks like they're leaning into Arceus more. Than, I, w- I w- didn't expect them to do that. I thought Arceus was going to be a side, more of like a side project. You know, you know, Arceus is the subtitle of the, of the game Pokemon Legends. So I thought this would be more looking like sword and shield but it looks like it's kind of taking what they learned from arceus and merging it in with what they learned from sword and shield which is good if it yeah if they do it right this could be this the best mainline game it it, it kind of makes me think 
or wonder if that's uh, a big if Pokemon Legends Arceus was uh, like a proof of concept. Yeah, almost like Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer was a proof of concept because we see a lot of those same mechanics from Happy Home Designer show up in New Horizons, you know, especially with the new DLC. Um, and it's it's way more fleshed out. But and, and that's not to say, see, I thought Happy Home Designer wasn't much of a game. On the other hand, Pokemon Legends is a it's it's a lot of game. It's it's well, great. It, it, uh and I, and I, I have put in 97 hours into it now. Yeah, I've, a I've seen a lot of people commenting on Gen 9 and saying if it's not like Pokemon Legends, like as far as catching and battling, I'm gonna be really upset. And so I think they really do have something here for the future of Pokemon yeah. to make it different, to make it unique, to make it interesting. Yeah. Yes, Justin. Sorry, I was uh, I just passed out and then I just came back. Uh, still on the topic, eh? Just want to check. We, we, uh, yeah, we're still talking about Pokemon. All right, cool, cool, cool. The here's so here's one thing I would I just I wonder about because so first let me say this, uh, Jesse, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? I love you. I'm happy for you. It's good, right? It's good. I didn't think it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. You're a freaking Pokemon master. You know what I'm saying? You're you you know the balls. You know all the balls. Uh, you know, all the Pikachus good for you. I appreciate you. You're the Jesse business Pokemon guy. So hundred percent good for you. hundred percent. Right. Um, when I think of, or when I hear Arceus and the new generation, and I agree with you, Marty, it sounds like great idea. The question I would have though, is, 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 is development cycle time, right? So did they receive enough feedback from Arceus to, to be able to implement that into this new gen? Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like the time was so short. So are they just using like the verbiage to try and be like, oh, you should buy it. Now, here's the reality. Business perspective. This game, like by the end of this year, by our financial reports next time in February of 2023, you are going to have four or five Pokemon games that are in the top 10 of Nintendo. Like this game is going to sell gangbusters, 110%. No doubt about that. Um, I, I I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's great. But uh, I wonder if they wonder, like, is it going to be really what Pokemon fans want in regards to the evolution? Now that they've had Arceus, whether that's really going to allow them to to move forward. All right. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, my thoughts are the two games obviously had to have been in development concurrently. You know, they, you can't make a game in a year. At least not. Like, oh, I agree. I definitely agree with that. But I'm wondering if they yeah, if, they, if they really received the feedback that they were looking I, for to be able I to think say they might have. I think they might have had time to if they had bad feedback to maybe change course and do something else in development. But since Ar- Arceus has had, you know, good things said about it, they're like, okay, full speed ahead with our what we've been planning. Yeah, it kind of makes wrong. you wonder how long uh, Arceus was in development. Four and how much that figured into the development of nine. Yeah, we speculated uh, about that a little bit when we did when we watched the Pokemon Presents video and we did a breakdown at the end, which people can go watch if they want to. We have that video out there. But uh, we talked about that. Is I wonder if they had it in the ability to say, okay, here's we're building Gen Nine. We're going to build it close to how Arceus plays. We're just there. That's how they're thinking. They're just going to go with it. If there's bad feedback, we can pull it back and not 
launch it this year and maybe launch something else like a Pikachu detective remake or two or whatever that's going to be uh, in, in place of that uh, if it didn't work out with Arceus and then they, they pull it back and work on it. And then maybe the gen nine doesn't come out until next year. But in this case, like you guys said, feedback was great. Full steam ahead. Everything they were working concurrently with Arceus while they were working on nine was just like, let's we're good to go. Now we can announce it and launch it. Also, I'm going to, I'm going to ask another question. Uh, also, I just got the car in Kirby. So fun. Um, Kirby. Kirby, right. Uh, the other question I have in the industry, we, the video game industry, we as pundits tend to give call of duty a very hard time and call of duty has an annualized cycle. It makes a schwack ton of money, right. And teams crunch for it. Why are we not giving the same level of finger wagging to Pokemon? Because it has become a annualized event. We know when it comes out and whether it is a main gen or another gen or another iteration of here's Pokemon, you know, uh, let's go Pikachu. Here's Arceus. Here's a remake of an old game. They, They annualize it. Why do we let one company off the hook, but not the other? Well, I think in the Call of Duty case, it isn't just because of the the crunch. You know that yeah, that's part of it. But what most people care most of what most of the gamers care about is is this a fun game to play? And for many years recently, the answer has been no. And but but they they but they still play buy it and still play it because that's the only thing they do. But I would argue that for Pearl and other game that came out in November, that was the other theme. And people were like, it's not super fun. Felt kind of lazy. So why are we allowing the Pokemon company to get away with this, but we aren't allowing someone else to? What is it that makes them special? Is it because it's adorable? I don't think it's because we know enough information about how, what teams are building what. Like how big is Game Freak and how what development teams are working on what when they do work on these things like yeah, is is I, it like nintendo where there's separate teams that work on the main line i, I think the remake remake was not made in game freak a different company developed it's not like activision where recently the news came out you know like late last year that every dev team was now working on call of duty right yeah like the skylanders devs making a call of duty game that just sounded bad and, and here's the thing is, and, and I'm being a bit of a, a bit of a jerk, but I'm asking the question, right? And yeah, I don't expect I, us to have I, the I, answer, I, but, but, I, but like I think Call of Duty is annualized. We bat our, we, we, we shake our fingers. Pokemon we just don't have the evidence as being, a community to say, Hey, game freak. Why are you working your employees so much? That's what I think it is. And we just don't have that evidence. Like we did well, with Activision. Well, yeah, episode says COD isn't annualized anymore. Well, tech, it, it still is. It won't be next year. The thing is, is that Tim, he's not saying anything about dev teams. He's saying one of these games comes out every year and we give Call of Duty hell for it. Yeah, I think the last time the Pokemon game did not come out, it was the Yokai Watch year. Yeah. And And they, and they, and it's almost like they had to sub Yokai Watch in for that. So, I mean, it would be the same thing as a Mario game coming out year after year or a Zelda game or a Metroid game coming out year after year after year. Um, 
I think, we, I think where the difference, though, is this. I, here, here's the thing. I think where the difference is, is this. Every Call of Duty game is a mainline Call of Duty game. <laughs> All right? Like, it's the big right. deal. There's nothing else going on. It is Call of Duty for that year. Um, but with Pokemon, you only get a quote-unquote mainline game every three years. So if there's one dev team that's assigned to work for that, then yes, it is a three-year cycle. It's not as bad. I see what you're saying, Tim, as to that. But the fact is, is that there is, it's, we're getting a Pokemon game every year. There's no other Nintendo franchise right now that is doing this. There's no one else getting a a new iteration of their IP every year, except Pokemon. And we give Call of Duty a hard time because they're like, we're like, well, it's because they know it sells. It's because it's, it's capital capitalism. It's, it's, it's money. It's blah, blah, blah. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, look at your top 10 charts for the Nintendo switch. It's Pokemon games because they sell. So why are we giving them the same level of grief? I, the economics I are the I'm same. Sorry, I can't see the same thing between the two companies. I don't understand where you're going with this. <laughs> it's not about the companies. It's about the. It's about our approach as pundits in the industry in regards to we give Call of Duty a hard time because it's annualized and make a ton of money. Pardon me. We don't people give, give po- po- we don't give Pokemon giving, the same time. They are giving harder time to Pokemon for a different reason, and that's because yes, they are bringing out the same game. It seems like all the time, and. But people are still buying it. Look, I'm about, to crap, I'm about to crap in somebody's garden, but it, here it is. Every Pokemon game is exactly the same. You start out, there's a kid, he gets a Pokemon, his parents abandon him for some reason to the wild, and then there's a team that shows Nobody up. Nobody asks wants to, questions about that. That wants to, that wants to rule the world. <laughs> and so then you got to fight the team and get to the last four so you can prove you're a Pokemon champion. It's the same game every time. Arceus was different. That's why Arceus team was Flair, fun. Team Galaxy, Team right. Peanut Butter. It That's why matter. Arceus was fun because it was different. Yes, yes. And, and honestly, can I tell you something? That's to me, an, an, and I admittedly, a, claw, a, a, a very casual Pokemon fan. That's why Sword and Shield was more fun to me because it felt like a break from the formula. Yes, you were still going and getting the badges or whatever, but there were stadiums. It was open world. It was a big deal that there was this brand new way of playing it. Ar- Arceus yeah. did that. Let's go. Pikachu did that. Sword and Shield did that. That's why, for me, those are my favorite Pokemon games, if I had to name them. I, guys, I bought I, Brilliant Diamond or whatever, right? We got the dual pack. I played it for 10 minutes. Yeah. that. Well, that's because that was a remake, too. So that well, would be kind of hard to... That, I'm saying it's, it's like, that's... This is going to sound selfish, but that's not the Pokemon I want them to make. Right. Well, and that's what I, I was going to say is I think that's where we're all hoping that this game, Scarlet and Violet, is going to take the best of everything they've learned from everything they've been releasing and bringing it out in this. Is but, it going to be 100% like Arceus? I don't think so. But I think there's going to be elements from Arceus that will appreciate. There's going to be elements from Go that will appreciate. There's going to be elements from all the other games. It'll still probably have some elements that will be repetitive and we'll all hate. But I think that we're going to get something a little bit more different than we were used to from Gen 8 to Gen 9. 
Some of us just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> I, I think it's okay to be critical of uh, the games in that it doesn't seem like there's been much evolution via for story. It's been the same formulaic exactly. thing no, for years and years and years. I think yes. it's okay to be critical. And I, I think what the point that Justin's making is, is that there are like, if you take these two games and you list them out, right. There's a lot of the same things that we bust call of duties balls over that we could do the same thing with Pokemon, but people don't. Maybe that's what it's, I need is more of a visual. Cause I'm not, it's, I'm it's not like, hearing okay, it. We people say call of duty is the same thing every year. People just buy it for the multiplayer. It's just bro gamer. Right. culture. Well, Pokemon's the same thing every year. You know, it's just kid we're, culture. It's just, it's, well, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, you know, hardcore. That's, okay. Pokemon, hard, right. That super, part I understand. No, what I was trying to, what I thought Justin was trying to point out was that the, how the audiences are down on Activision and COD because of them doing the um, crunch. I thought that's what no, you were trying to Crunch talk has about. nothing to do with it. Crunch I, I, I brought crunch up. As yeah. a statement, but like in, I was, it was, I mean, but they, but I mean, I think that's part of the the commentary you hear from that culture is, hey, uh, we're putting all these games annualized and there's crunch, right? So there's, yeah. I mean, there's two, there's two commentaries there, but, but, uh, so you uh, weren't Mark, going down the crunch path. Okay. So sorry? that's where, that's where my brain went. <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, I wasn't, I yeah, I was that. not going down the crunch. <laughs> I wasn't going down the crunch path. It was more the, just the, hey, we, you put out games as annualized. Why do we give Call of Duty the same hard time? But we don't for the Pokemon company. I, here, right, here's right. here's the thing. I I think it's safe to say that both of these things that we're talking about, it's 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 a little bit of apples and oranges, but it's also similar because you've got two huge cash cow franchises for both uh, both developers, right? Uh, the, and that's why it's annualized. That's why that's why we're making. That's why when you don't get a new po- uh, mainline Pokemon game, that's why you used to get Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, or you used to get Pokemon Puzzle Game, or whatever, or Pokemon Stadium, or whatever came out, because, or even Pokemon Tournament, because Pokemon sells systems. Pokemon Pokemon bring is the gravy train. What, what I think is gross, and what I think needs to stop in the gaming industry as a whole, as much as we might even enjoy some of these games is stop annual releases. Let developers create, let them develop something new. Don't put them on a 12 month crunch cycle to get the next cash cow out or whatever. Let them grow, let them develop. That's why, that's why we haven't maybe haven't seen iteration in these games or, or we have seen iteration. We haven't seen, you know, anything new or swerve off to the side or whatever until it has to happen because it's like, Oh crap, we've painted ourselves into a corner. What else can we do? That's um, when they say, Oh, we're going to take a few years off and uh, yeah, we're not going to analyze that anymore yeah. and annualize it anymore. Yeah, the big difference between Pokemon and Call of Duty, and this is actually more of a negative toward Pokemon is that it isn't just the games. There's merchandise, there's anime, there's manga and movies that all have to tie together to work. And yeah, if but, the game yeah, but is delayed, uh, everything else gets out of skew. And, uh, it, and that's why Call of Duty won't have that problem. Uh, here, so here's, yeah, but no, but I'd argue with that one a little bit, Jesse. 
because yeah, they're, they're not making toys. They're not making t-shirts, but they have got brand franchises with uh, monster energy and Doritos and XP points. They have all those additional partnerships also. That's a huge part of their marketing scheme. So mm-hmm. those are all critical components of the capitalization of, uh, of gaming. One part I think though is the card game, uh, trading card game though, that does have to balance out because they have to, that's a whole other thing that they have to take the time to create and balance and all that kind of stuff too. I uh, listen, and here's the interesting thing. I appreciate the fact that we went down this rabbit hole and had this conversation. Um, I was, yeah, it, yes. By the way, send your angry emails because this one's going to generate hate. Um, but I'd rather have a split them. How about we split them, Justin? Yeah. But, but here's the, here's the thing is, is no one here is wrong. Um, it's really about just asking the question and it's just seeking to understand. And, and just, I think as, you know, I use the word pundit here, but like, that's a little bit of kind of what we are sometimes and to ask those questions. But, um, you know, I'm happy that that this game's coming out. I think people are going to be excited for it. It's going to sell gangbusters. Um, it's awesome, right? And Here, the amount of the people deal. that were losing their losing their mind over this is awesome. There's the, like people you know, that earlier, want this. Justin, when we when the Nintendo Direct came out, I said that Nintendo Switch uh, Sports was going to help push them past 150, yeah, 150 million. Well, then they went and dropped the Pokemon bomb. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> 150 million is like, what is so, that? I mean. So who's going to be be doing the investigative reporting on uh, Game Game Freak and you know their development yeah, <laughs> cycles I, and all that kind of stuff? We'll let Jesse. We'll let Jesse take that one. Well, I, I right. mean, it, it is it is funny, but I mean, like you, you know, I mean, again, if you're if you kind of like you watch or you read articles from Dre, Jason Schreier and some of these folks that are in the industry who, who report on stuff like Crunch, and and you in like. The question I have is, 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 is this, I mean, this is, these are annualized games and how, how are like, how are they, how are they avoiding crunch? It's, how do they yeah. do it? it like, something how I've been wondering how, have? how in the world were they able to, because if you look back at it, November was the diamond and pearl release. Then January was Arceus. And then now more than likely November again will be gen nine release. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be November. It's gonna be the Black Friday. It's gonna be like uh, yeah. the other question is like, so where does this land? People are like, oh well, where does this land? Breath of the Wild, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter where Breath of the Wild lands because it's gonna sell. It doesn't Woo! matter. They can release it tomorrow with zero marketing, and it's gonna sell twenty million because it's Breath of the Wild. So it doesn't matter. In other words, right. it's like you think Breath of the Wild's upset. Pokemon's <laughs> coming out. Let me tell you what you do. Take your, take your Pokemon, shine it up real nice, <laughs> turn it sideways, and stick it straight up into your exactly. Switch. Exactly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And on that note, straight up, here's something crazy that happened this week. On Monday, people booted up their Switches. And some people, for whatever reason, went to the Nintendo Switch Online app okay, who would icon. That? Right. I mean, why would you do that? And they noticed something. They noticed that now Nintendo Switch Online members have missions on their Switch to earn platinum points and then can redeem them for custom icons that you can then set to your Switch profile. But there's a catch. 
You have to be a Nintendo Switch Online member, and you have to use those platinum coins that maybe you could use for, you know, tangible physical swag as well. Uh, let's let's talk about this. But it does only cost this, like fifty points to make well, it. Oh yeah, I, I thought it's, this it's cheap was a pretty pleasant surprise. Definitely yeah. out of left field. Sunday night, um, Sunday night going into Monday morning, um, I went in there because, you know, it has a little green dot on the Nintendo online icon. Mm-hmm. I went in there because I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on in Zap. I haven't been in here in a while. I went in there and it said, nope, you can't come in here. It's down for maintenance. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That must yeah, be something cool. new game coming out. I was thinking it was probably just going to be a new games added or something to, you know, surprise drop for something, you know. And of course, then I wake up and find this in the morning. I was like, oh, that's what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm actually on this screen right now as we talk. And if you boot up the Nintendo Switch Online app there on your home screen, uh, one of the things you'll notice on the left hand side of the screen is a column of different things you can look at online play, save data cloud, special offers. And now there is a brand new uh, icon. It is the uh, present from Animal Crossing, you know, that floats above you in the clouds. Uh, And it says missions and rewards. And when you uh, move over that, you'll see that there are currently rewards pertaining to Mario Odyssey, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and uh, my Nintendo, where it simply just says other rewards. You can go online uh, and you don't have to have Uh, It says you don't have to have the Nintendo Switch Online membership. But these icons that you can use, not just for Nintendo Switch Online, but you can use for your profile on your Switch, and everyone else will be able to see them, uh, are only available to Nintendo Switch Online members. This week, there were four missions. Um, Play a software that supports online play, which is one game per week, which means you're going to get a new mission every week. Back up your save data once per week. Which most of us have that automatically done anyway. Right. Use this application. And this week's was play NES Super Mario Brothers. I think that's a monthly one for that. Right. And so if you go do that, the next time you come back into the Nintendo Switch app or or the online app, uh, you'll get a little ding. You'll see some coins add up to your total. And then you'll be able to use these to buy uh, right now, what it is, is icons from characters from Mario uh, Odyssey uh, and also backgrounds and frames, which can all be layered together. I thought that was really interesting. So you can have like um, there's a, a frog with Mario with Cappy on with a mustache. Yep. So you can take that and put him on a background of um, the Odyssey or a red Mario background. And then you can put a frame around it and it all i mean it looks really nice the animal crossing one is all of the characters in animal crossing have birthdays in march plus backgrounds and frames as well currently my avatar or my icon uh for my account now is dom who is one of my favorite animal crossing um characters uh on a nice background of trees in the spring here's what's interesting about this you have, to, you have to set these icons in this app. But if you go to your profile, like out on the home screen, there is absolutely zero manipulation of these that can be done. And if you go back 
there to 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 your icons or to your you know your uh, different things there on the switch home screen, it will actually revert to your old profile picture. So I'm wondering, is there more to this? I asked this question in our Discord. So Blanc just, you know, John, he just shot me down. He's like, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> I, like John, I like John's energy. You know what I'm saying? I like, I, I, like I know you do because you love crushing dreams and, and you I hate do. nice things. But <laughs> I do. I, it just makes me wonder is, you know, eventually are we going to get backgrounds? Are we going to get themes that only Nintendo Switch Don't get my online? hopes up. So I, I'm going to tell you, um, I, I actually like this is the first time that I sorry, uh, by the way, I just saved some Waddle Dees. Uh, this is the first time Rex. that I legitimately thought. Sure, look it. <laughs> we might get themes. We might get folders. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is I mean, this is nothing that will drive people to say, hey, hey. I wasn't going to get Nintendo Switch Online originally, but now, but I, can now get I can get a, a gold frame with, and change my background to blue. Yes, please. Here's my hundred bucks, you son of a gun. Um, but it's a great example of integration of we want you in this ecosystem. We want you getting rewards. We want you understanding the value. We want you to go play this game. We want you to understand why you need it. We want you to integrate it into your life. We want you to get these coins. We want you to like, it is the, it is the kind of continual pachinko machine of like, put a coin in, get a reward, put a coin in, get a, put my hundred dollars in, get a game, put my hundred dollars in, get this cool logo icon, put a hundred dollars in, get my DLC. like, so this is this is for them is really critical. I wouldn't be shocked if this is where we see like the next version could be. Hey, for I don't know, 150 coins, here is the Xenoblade 3 background, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is now. So this may actually begin to move them into this space. Remember, Nintendo really is good at this kind of like personalizing, right? If you remember the 3DS, hey, here's stickers, here's folders, here's Here's different backgrounds. Like they did a really good job of that. And Nintendo, I think, understands that there's a the claw game to get more. Yeah, like literally the claw. Like, so I think they understand the value of that. So I think they're starting to, to move into that space. But this is again, this idea of like, let's turn the key on this a little bit more. They are really pushing hard on the NSO. That is 2022 is what you're going to see is Nintendo continually making a business case for why you as a consumer require Nintendo Switch online. Um, and that is what they are going to push, push, push hard. And I think we talked about it before. All DLC for mainline Nintendo games going forward will be in yeah. the Nintendo Switch Online shop. Plus, you will be able to buy it individually, but the math you'll make in your head will go, well, that doesn't make sense. Hey, guess what? And in two weeks, new Mario Kart tracks. Yep. I mean, it's 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 a blockbuster month. I mean, here, here's the thing. You're right. This is not going to sell Nintendo Switch uh, online to anybody, but I sure did on Monday th say that is really cool. Yep. Oh, I, I went am, and designed I'm one. really excited that they did that. Like it's a, it's a cool little bonus. Uh, it makes me, uh, it makes me happy. And my, my icon makes me happy. Mm -hmm. uh, any further level of customization makes me happy. Um, it is interesting to note that these uh, rewards will be available uh, in the uh, missions and rewards part of this app until uh, uh, April 4th. So you've got 31 days, basically, according to this Animal Crossing character that I'm 
hovering over right now to uh, get whatever you want. I already cleaned the whole Mario section out like day one. Uh, <laughs> got all the and got all the backgrounds and and um, borders for Animal Crossing. Um, what what I would what what's interesting about this is it's almost like, um, in a way, it's almost like Fortnite Crew. Like you get mm. a new thing every month. It kind of keeps mm-hmm. you like, oh, I got to stay in. I got to see what I'm going to get. And I could see them enhancing that. One of the things I, I do wish they would do with this, though, is uh, if I'm if I'm, uh, you know, over here and I tap on or I hit the button on a character and it gives me the option to redeem it. Uh, I need to know this character's name. Mm-hmm. You know what? Name it. Give it a name. Also, uh, like in the case of the Mario things, uh, like for Odyssey, I knew I was going to get them all. I knew I had all of the coins I needed to do that. Give me a redeem all button. Don't make me do it one by one by one by one by one. That mm-hmm. that's silly. That's our. That's the same methodology when they do like when you're checking out the eShop, right? That's part of the like, hey, don't overspend. These are silver coins that have no actual monetary value. Well, at, at least in the eShop, like if I'm buying DLC, like if I go to the Rocket League page right now, mm-hmm. uh, and it lists the DLC. I could put a check mark by all of the ones I want, and they total up at the end. Yeah, do that here, but yeah, but, you know, but you can't just like but in the shop. You cannot buy multiple games with one checkout. You have to do it no. one time. No, I, I no, I understand that, but with DLC, you can't. I just like to see. I would but like. But I to wish see, you this, could. To to me, I think this is a step in the right direction. I think it's. Uh, I, I don't know that I would say it doesn't add value. I think it adds value for some people. I think it's going to add. I think it's going to be a variable value, right? Based on how you feel about uh, being able to customize your icon and be unique. It's, it's, oh no. And let me be clear here, uh, Marty, it is a value add, but I don't think the value add is impactful enough for someone to be like, and now, now it, now it makes me a subscriber. It's not a value add like uh, the level of Animal Crossing DLC. Correct. Like when or we Mario all, when Kart. we all, yeah, when we saw the Mario Kart DLC, we're like, yes, now I, yes, yes, I'm okay with this. Where, whereas this one is not a, this is a, like, a, oh, that's nice. I, I appreciate that, but that's not going to. Yeah. And this again it. could be, like you said before, I think is a piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. a piece that right now it's, oh, yeah, this is nice. And like you said, Marty, this, you know, it's fun and it brought joy to you, right? But it's a piece. What else are they going to bring that's going to blow our minds and be like, aha, that's this why. is a perfect this is a perfect place to bring back the, the rabbit from Badge Arcade. Why is he not standing here selling me these things? Right. Come on. Anyway, a uh, couple of things we do want to uh, make mention, just a little flyover news before we hit uh, a break in the show. Uh, Pac-Man Museum Plus. Uh, is headed to you May 27th of this year. Also, uh, Jackbox Games announced this week that the Jackbox Party Starter is coming summer 2022. Uh, This is not Jackbox Party Pack 9, which will come out later this year, but it is a collection of three of Jackbox's most popular games, uh, basically as a, um, a sampler, if you will, for people maybe who haven't played Jackbox before or who are just looking for uh, maybe I want this one, maybe I want that one, whatever. Um, it also says, I went and looked this up, there will be newer, newly updated versions of these games uh, as well. It's not just going to be dumping them over from a party pack that you already have. So there may be a reason if you're a Jackbox fan to look into this. 
Games have not been announced yet, but you can pretty much be sure that Trivia Murder Party is going to be one of them, um, at least one or two. Uh, so, I, I Jesse, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record here. I think it's going to be Quiplash. I think it's going to be uh, the Trivia Murder Party. Three, I have no clue. Either I don't know Jack, you don't know Jack or a Fibbage. Fibbage is a good guess. That's a really good guess uh, because it's one of those, I think, was it Party Pack 4 or 5 that they kind of built that around? Um, whatever the whatever the first game is, is kind of the lead game. It's the one they really, you know, they really have a lot of confidence in. Yeah, I don't remember which game is in which pack. 4 or 5, I can't remember. But, yeah, so you can check that out. Also, if you've been watching the Cuphead show, which I still haven't gotten around to yet for some reason. If, My son's it's, it's watching good. it. He loves it. I've watched it. It ends I, on a cliffhanger. I'm like, don't do that. No, it's like He-Man and uh, Revelations first first season. Yeah. Uh, no anyway. episode ended on a cliffhanger, but the last yeah. one does. So it's going to have a second season. It's coming this summer, which is really close. Uh, but uh, the fantastic, fantastically animated show uh, looks like a ton of fun. Uh, I'm excited to get into it uh, probably this weekend. Guys, that's our news for this week. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, folks, splish splash. I was taking a bath. And gentlemen, I noticed I have some beautiful balls. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the belt uh, hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routines with the all new ultra premium collection. Now, this all in one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, your hair, everything in between, ladies and gentlemen deserves it save big money by heading over to manscape.com for 20 percent off and free shipping by using the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s that's nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s for 20 percent off and free shipping gentlemen i absolutely again i've talked about before i love their products of course they're known for below the belt trimming right they're known for the for the lawnmower 4.0 but it is their hygiene care products that I especially, especially love, whether it's a ball deodorant, whether it's your under the arm deodorant. Tim loves himself some of that uh, lip balm, right? He, he's got that boom. He's got it like right on his hand, right? He's got that there. They've got some fantastic hygiene products uh, to make you just feel good. You know what I mean? Like I use my Manscaped products and I feel good at the end of it. I smell good. My wife is like, oh, that's you smell very nice today. I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, you know, smell great, look great, uh, feel great, head over to manscaped.com. Again, use that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to their continued partnership uh, with us, uh, Manscaped. Hey, back to you. Yeah. And uh, also, guys, remember, uh, you can head over now uh, to Glitch Energy. Uh, which uh, they have come on board. We are now a Glitch Energy affiliate. You can head over to glitchenergy.com. You can use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, get 10% off your order and get charged up for your next game. Uh, Let's talk about a rumor. Justin said we weren't going to talk about it, but it was our most voted uh, topic no. uh, on the poll this no. week. And so we're going to talk about it. No. Uh, 
the, the community outvoted you. The people want it. <laughs> this is my goddamn show. Wow. I will I turn the show around and we're going to go right home. I would be afraid of a villain voice by you uh, with that voice. Um, so, within the last little bit, this is a hot take for Justin and Tim, too. He just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, within the last uh, little bit, uh, there's been well, a giant. Me three. Uh, it, what? <laughs> me three. Okay. I'll, I'll well, maybe I'm the only. But, maybe no, I'm the no, only no, one who's just not I, bothered by this. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, you do your thing, and we'll talk, we'll we'll say our piece. Okay. In the last little bit, uh, there's been a, a massive, massive leak from Nvidia, uh, which mentioned uh, the possibility of a new and improved switch. And I know, I know, we've been around. Uh, all of 2021, where it seemed like Switch Pro twin- trended on Twitter about once or twice a month or more. Uh, but uh, going through the files uh, in this NVIDIA leak, uh, data miners and others have found uh, something called NVN, which is the Switch Graphics API. But uh, these links, uh, these leaks also mention uh, an NVN2 which some people feel may have been an updated Switch Graphics API that would that should have or could have been included with the OLED model of the Nintendo Switch if uh, there was not a chip shortage or points to the upcoming Switch 2, as Justin named it earlier. Um, the question we ask is, what does this mean? But uh, apparently all three of you have very, very uh, strong opinions about that so uh jesse we're going to start with you um what 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 do you think i mean why what, let's talk about this um or Justin, you know what let's start with you let's start with you because you're like you're twitching down there. i'm tired of these rumors no no i am not i'm not going down a rabbit hole because some code on some leak on some website says there may or may not be a new console guess what ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna break some world news for you there's gonna be a new switch eventually nintendo's told us it's in development but i am not losing my ever-loving mind over some code because it was found in some leaked and data mine thing. I'm not doing this again. I've had says, enough of it. I am says, so tired of it mind. that, you know what? Yes. Here's what's going to happen. No, I quit. I- <laughs> did he just leave? Uh, he, did- he did drop the call, but he, he said, I think he had to just pick up his wife or something. So he's just <laughs> breaking oh, the facade, yes. but. Uh, Jesse, we will go yeah. back to you. Anyway, though. Uh, yeah. what, what's your opinion on this? Well, pretty much everything that this, this leak said is almost everything that we were talked about last year. It didn't sound like there's anything new, but you know, I'm not a fan of how this leak happened. You know, it's one okay. thing. It, it's one thing if okay, Nintendo pushes a new update to a game. Data miners with a modded switch pulls it pulls out down to data files and scrapes down scrapes the data. To find out, oh, here's what the, here's what Weed Cat looks like when he's evolved, you know. So, you know, that's different. This is someone hacking into their supposedly secure system, stealing data that they don't have the right rights or permissions to. At least, you know, in my pre- previous example, Nintendo has given us the rights to these files. They gave us an update. Here, 
these are not supposed to be in the hands of people outside the company. So it's just, it's not cool. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So I understand that. Tim, you also, when we talked about this earlier, you had a little bit of ire. Um, and you indicated that you did not really care for this either. What, what's was, going on? Uh, we have, you know, our community like Ebisel who comes in and gives us, I don't know if because he's up early all the time, but he's, he's really good at giving us the news pretty early between him and uh, Frosticles, you know, because of the being in Europe too. So, but they give us a lot of news early. So when I come in and I see that this particular one set me off because I'm of last year. We got burned. It was what what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, we did. Last year, we got burned by Bloomberg or whatever and everything else. Just following up with that report of we're getting a switch too. we're getting a switch pro We're getting a switch something. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to have this It's going to have that. And we had fun with speculation and all that, too. And because of, you know, where there's there's smoke, there's fire type mentality. We're like, it's coming. And something did come. It was the OLED. Now we could speculate all the time that, you know, we speculated at the time too, that maybe Nintendo was going to drop what Bloomberg and everybody else thought we were going to get, which was not just an OLED screen, but also an updated chip and all that kind of stuff. But because the world we're in, Nintendo took a step back because they didn't want to have a PlayStation Xbox situation, thought they would be able to get more out OLEDs with just the screen update and larger size and all that kind of stuff uh, and just roll with that. So who knows? I'm, we're just speculating, right? So sure. Sure. But when they came out with the OLED, it wasn't what everybody got hyped up for. And that's what I think if we didn't have the stupid reports from Bloomberg saying we're getting this and that and everything else and everybody else building off of that, I'm not saying Bloomberg reported on like the 4k stuff. Everybody else just built on it. Everybody built up their own hype. And then by the time the OLED came out, everybody was disappointed. Now, if none of that crap came out before that, everybody would have been like, Oh my gosh, we got this sweet new device with a better screen and all that kind of stuff. There probably would have still been people complaining that, you know, the processor wasn't updated, obviously, but maybe it was not worse. As much. Yeah, it was worse because of all that hype. Now here we're back again with the data leaker. We already know, like Justin was saying, you know, even, even though he was the way he was saying it was jokingly, but obviously the point he made is true. We know Nintendo is making a new device. They've already even said to a certain extent that they that there was problems with chip shortages. They didn't say that was because they didn't come out with a switch Two because of that, or a switch pro because of that. They just said they had switch. We, we are aware of chip shortages and which is affecting our decisions. So you can speculate again, that that's probably why we didn't get the pro again. I'm coming down to the same things Justin mentioned mentioned. And that's why I mentioned it in our discord when that news was brought up. I'm tired of hearing the speculation that there is a Switch Pro or Switch 2 coming out. I will be more happy when it's actually announced rather than hearing the speculation about it because I'm tired of it. It's like it's 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 we know there's something new coming out. There's something better that's going to come out. Once Nintendo drops it, then it'll be exciting and all that kind of stuff. Now the rumors are not exciting anymore because they it was ruined in 2021 for me. So objectively 
Jesse doesn't like this this rumor because of how it was obtained. You don't like this rumor. You and Justin don't like this rumor because of sour grapes. It's because of just it's it's I mean, it's, I'm it's, not, it's a I'm duh not, thing. I'm joking plus, when I say that. But. Right. No, and it's also because of what Jesse mentioned too. On top of all that, it's how it was brought out, obviously. Right. But it, it but then every, all the journalists are gonna start. Well, a few of them so far, and it seems like I don't think any more are doing it, but a few of them are like, oh, hey, data miner or, or the leaker or whatever. And then there's been backlash on it, too. Just I don't think we're the sure, only ones. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but definitely think- it's more of I'm there's nothing new here you're telling me other than, OK, you've got more proof because you got leaked information that there is a NVIDIA chip. But again, even though they had the name mentioned of the NVN2, it really is nothing new because we already knew there was a new NVIDIA chip coming out. It was just a matter of them being able to produce enough. I think that this is a case of, this is a great case with the OLED and with this, of not putting all your eggs in one basket as far as speculation and reporting uh, and taking things with a grain of salt. Yes. And and again, we put this in the rumor section for a reason. Yes. Uh, because it is simply a rumor. There's Nintendo's confirmed nothing and won't confirm anything. They won't talk about it until they're ready in their time. Exactly. Um, They'll tell us there's nothing coming out. And then oh, the next sure. day, something will come out. Sure. They're, listen, they're Andrew, <laughs> they're Andrew Garfield's straight line. I am not in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Until you know, here's. Here's one way we can look at it too is, okay, there's this rumor, right? And this is another thing I think last year taught me is, okay, something's happening. What is that something? Mm-hmm. It may be not a new chip. Maybe it is a new chip, but something is happening. What is it? Is it maybe not so much this? Maybe it is going to be a switch light upgrade that they think this is it. You know, it's a switch light upgrade. Well, That's gonna I be think great. Based, based on the way you're wording things and based on things I see in the chat, I think there's a little confusion about what an API is or what this NVN is. This isn't necessarily the graphics chip itself. This is it's like the drivers or the language. Yes, that, that's right. That yeah. the game but it does game it does relate calls, back to that processor though. Yeah, they, like the game will do calls to NVN, which then converts them into instructions for the GPU. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, like well, what's what? now? I can't think of the Microsoft thing. The DX DirectX DirectX, DirectX yes, yeah. DirectX is one of is probably one of the bigger ones. There's been old several over the years. Like Vulkan is apparently now a, one of the big ones. Uh, it's right. more modern. There was a term they used too, and I'm trying to find it, which we talked about before. It wasn't just. I mean, they talked about the chip. There is a new chip. Um, so that's why that was brought up, but there's also part of that software that converts the, it does the AI scaling. Yes. Like D something, uh, DLLC or something like that. I can't remember. I don't remember what those letters were either. DLSS. That's what it was. DLSS. DLSS, not DDLC. (laughs) Right. DLSS. That, that gets you something completely different. I I, Uh, I like, I like what that gets. uh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's the second uh, again, time a DDLC joke has slipped into a show. It is uh, just a rumor. But let's talk about some things that aren't rumors. Let's talk about some events coming up. Tell 
Take it away, Tim. So our events coming up is the usual right now, which is every third Friday of every month we have dinner table. Uh, So, and as for the community, we don't record it anymore because it's a way for the community to relax and talk about things and not just like our main dish. Like we, there's always going to be a main topic um, that we talk about. Uh, And then sometimes we just get in and start chatting about everything that's going on around us. So I think last last month's main dish was about Nintendo's Direct because uh, it had just happened like a week or two before that. So we had fun talking about that and everything else in the world. And then the month before that, we were just talking about everything, geeking out about everything, pretty much Disney, I think. So because it was Star Wars and MCU and, and then also some uh, DCU stuff too. So we were, um, we were having a lot of fun with that. So this month... It's a show and tell month where I'm telling everybody to bring their um, <laughs> their toys and or oh, their okay. collectibles. Okay. J- Marty, Ooh. come on! <laughs> yeah, this isn't this wow. isn't dads after dark, there, Marty. Yeah, we're not dads after dark. That's what they do. This this is just more like stuff you see on the shelves behind me. I'll be able to maybe share some of my favorite stuff, uh, and then I want other people in the community to share their stuff. Mainly, that's what it's for. Is you know, let's share what our favorite things are some of the collectibles we have and, and just have fun. And then any other topics that come up. So, which I'm sure we'll chat about this, the rumor we were just talking about too. And that's Mario Kart DLC release day. Yes. So, and we have uh, a lot of that going on too, but well, and I guess here, another event that we can talk about after this. Uh, so just a reminder, every third Friday of every month, the dinner table where the community gets together. And the way you can join that is if you are a Twitch subscriber or a Patreon subscriber. So, and then you come into our discord and you come join the chit chat channel and at 10 o'clock PM Eastern time. Uh, and we go on sometimes until one, two in the morning, sometimes three or four in the morning. It just depends <laughs> what everybody's talking about. And it will be so, Eastern daylight time by the time it's that far. Yes, it will be. That is correct. After, after that date, that is true. <laughs> also too, uh, we have our, um, um, Bobby event coming up. So games for yeah. Guru. Yes. Yeah. Gaming. Gaming for Guru is this coming weekend. Yes. So and Marty, you and I are doing stuff this uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, and then along with all kinds of other podcasters in our community, yep. you know, so like, Kato potato of the Nintendo drive. She's doing stuff. And uh, we got the um, just Sean Capri, obviously in his crew. Um, He's involved. Yeah. Um, the Canardian is involved. Um, yeah. Tons of people. Tim, when are you streaming? I'll be doing it uh, Saturday at 4 PM uh, Eastern standard time. Um, that's when I'll be starting and going until 11 o'clock. Awesome. And I'll be I'll be playing some Mario Kart, and I'll be having the community help me along more in uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> ah, yes, Tim so, of the Wild. Yes. Uh, I will be playing on Sunday evening from eight to ten Eastern. Uh, and you know what? I've decided I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the uh, the thing that I was going to do on Tuesday, uh, two twenty two twenty two. When I got sick, that was like, I was going to do that. And um, that was when I got the stomach virus. And like, 
it hit at two o'clock on Tuesday, which sucks. Um, but I was gonna, I was did. gonna stream that night, and I was just gonna stream games that have two in their title. So uh, Mario Two, Sonic Two, if, if if it's a two game and you would like to see it, Star Fox Two, I don't know. We'll That's figure such it a out. Cool idea. At Mega Man Two. <laughs> uh, well, there will be some Mega Man Two, yes, uh, nice. but it won't all be Mega Man Two. Uh, but I'm just going to play. We're just going to hang out, raise some money. Um, we yes. are raising money this year for Autism Speaks. Uh, and this is a charity that um, Bobby's family, uh, they are the ones who suggested the charity to us. Uh, and I, I'm just glad we get to play a small part in it. Of course, you can go over to NintendoDads.org and you can go to our store and you can still order gaming for Guru T-shirts and other items that are there, all of the proceeds of any of those things go directly to this fundraiser. And our goal for the weekend is to raise $5,000, which y'all, um, I'm sure we will do that. Yeah, there's but, a lot um, of us behind this. So there's a lot of us behind yes. this and y'all, there's a lot of video game companies and devs that have gotten behind this. And uh, it's, it's kind of turned into a big deal. There's all kinds of crazy uh, stuff going on. Uh, I know, Ubisoft has jumped in with codes. Xbox has jumped in with codes. Uh, we're giving away a Nintendo Switch OLED. We're um, uh, There's just all kinds of stuff going on. But here's the thing. For every $10 you donate, you get one chance to win a prize. Uh, all right. So that is, that's the rules for that. Um, uh, and that will all be done. You can go and check our social media. Uh, you can find a link to the, the Gaming for Guru uh, website. Uh, and campaign to raise money. Uh, you can see, you'll, you'll see, we're going to be promoting it pretty heavily uh, all weekend long on our social media. So be sure to go check that out. And look, don't just like come watch our streams. Go watch everybody. Support them. Talk to them. Keep them awake. Some of them going overnight. <laughs> right. yep. uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. Uh, and just really cool to be able to uh, get to do something that blesses other people. Um, all in the name of Bobby. And remember too, like Marty said, you can go to nintendodads.org slash merch. And that's where you can get the gaming for guru shirt as well. We still have yep. that out there at our merchandising store and uh at Redbubble. And that's yep. where you can get the shirt and, and, and you guys way. listen, I know this sounds petty, but it's I'm just gonna go there when I say this. Be sure that you're getting it from our website. Uh, and the reason for that is, is that last year when we did this fundraiser in the beginning for Bobby's family, uh, there was someone out there who thought it was going to be a, it was a, uh, a hilariously funny and awesome idea to steal that design and sell that T-shirt uh, on another website. And yeah. so hear this. If it does not come from that website, those funds are not being donated. All right. So get it from our site. Um, there may be one other, but like, look for the social media with hashtag gaming for guru. You'll be able to find it. Um, and check out, you know, Sean Capri, Cato Potato, uh, other folks go to, to PSVG, check out their social media and you'll be able to see, uh, some links to what they're doing there as well. It literally starts Friday and goes all weekend long. It's going to be super cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, I hate Justin's not here to hear this, but now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Jesse's Pokemon. Except for 
we have Robo Jesse back to do it. So it's, instead of the normal bumper, I have this. <laughs> Pika Pika Pikachu. I hate you all. In Pokemon Go, the season of Alola event will run from March 1st through June 1st at 10 a.m. local time. Several special research lines will be available over the next three months to learn about each of the islands in Alola. Trainers who complete all of these special research lines by June 1st will unlock a bonus special research line at the end of the season. This additional special research will also be available to purchase for $4.99 for those who didn't complete the previous four tasks on time. Trainers who do complete all of the tasks can still purchase the $4.99 ticket to get additional rewards. Mele Mele Island Special Research will be available on March 1st. Akala Island on March 22nd. Ula Ula Island on April 12th. Pony Island on May 10th. A final end of season event will be available on May 25th. Additional information about March's Community Day has been announced. March 13th's Community Day will feature Kentonian and Alolan forms of Santru. Incubators will be four times as effective when you start hatching an egg during the event. From March 1st through March 9th at 8 p.m. local time, the following Pokemon will spawn more often in the wild, Rowlet, Litten, Poplio, Pikipek, and Young Goose. Lucky trainers may encounter shiny Young Goose. Starting March 1st through March 15th, the following Pokemon will appear for the first time as raid targets. Rockruff will be in one-star raids that can evolve into one of two forms of Lycanroc. Lucky trainers may encounter a shiny Rockruff. Tapu Koko will appear in five-star raids. Rockruff and Jangmo O can start hatching from 10 kilometers eggs if received on or after March 1st. That is all of the Pokemon Go news for the week. Robo Jesse, shutting down. <laughs> I love it. I love how the thing about, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I, who, who, that was the right version that played. Oh, uh, well, that was, there's always next week. Uh, I love how the, th- the disclaimer about Young Goose being shiny kind of sounded like when they're reading off the side effects of medicine on TV commercials. <laughs> yeah. Young Goose may be shiny. <laughs> if you encounter a shiny Young Goose, Back away and do not engage. Anyway, so uh, I, I I rendered I, I rendered that got it ready to go. I rendered a slightly different version. I must have not have copied it over. Anyway, uh, so what what I'll do, I'll, I'll I'll show you the I'll play the back half of the ending as part of the post show. So okay, so you okay. know, or you can save it as a as a, you can save it as a surprise for next week. Yeah, it, it'll. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I sure still like the shutting down part. That was pretty. Fun. Yeah, the shutting well, down. Yeah, but uh, you'll you'll see what I did. So like, so I'll 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 do this for post show people, and then we'll we'll definitely do come back and do that again. Okay. I think that uh, what we need to do is we need to have some like other sound bite to lead you into this. So when we say it's time for Jesse's Pokemon Minute. Like some weeks it can be you and some weeks it can be Robo Jesse. And we have something like engage the Robo Jesse. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's scary. It's to, you know, okay. totally a thing. Uh, well, let's talk about what we've been playing. That's me there. Robo Jesse's going to take your entire job if you're not right. <laughs> I'm just glad uh, he has Jesse, a, lo- a low battery. Uh, Jesse, why don't we, uh, why don't we start with you? Okay. So several months ago, we talked about, someone brought up the idea of 
what if there was a Nintendo Dad's game? Kind of basing the question right. off of Angry Video Game Nerd. He has like two games out there, I think. So, uh, John Blanco took that as one, I think, a personal challenge and two, uh, a way to exercise his own programming skills. He made a Picross game and called it Jesse Cross. He indeed did. And it, it's available. He it's not out on the App Store. He's not. He's probably never will be. This is something. That, excuse me. This is something that was is available as like a as the application is called Test Flight. It's it's an application that lets you publish a beta version of software so you can just dist- through the Apple it. iStore. Through the Apple yeah. Store, yeah. Well, well, through through Test Flight, not the ice, the Apple Store. No, so I mean it, you, it's you get Test Flight from the Apple Store. Yeah, but yeah, this is so a, a developer can push out a beta version of an app to his testers to test it out and get feedback. Anyway, so it has I think eight ten by ten puzzles with a ninth that's just randomly generated. You know, I, I I I played through them all and. Gave some uh, some feedback, found a few bugs in how things were reported, and he says he does plan on going back in and polishing things yeah, up. I submitted something via that, too, <laughs> through the test flight uh, reporting tool. Yeah, and so, but uh, I was just surprised that someone did that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, he, he, a few days, about a few days before he published this he sent me a message a message saying are you an apple or i mean are you an iphone or an android guy and i my response was yes you know better than to ask a developer a question like that and and then my i did say and to really answer your question yes i'm an iphone guy so (laughs) so i didn't play it on my phone i played it on my ipad it's probably a better way to play it because it was much it was really nice on the on the big iPad screen yes That's... yeah but uh so I know those if, if the link is on the in the discord I don't know if we ever published it anywhere else I think might was it on Twitter I think he might have put it on Twitter I think he did post it there on Twitter yes no, wait, so if, dad's after dark channel okay, yeah okay dad's after dark uh, Twitter so if you have yeah. an iOS device and want to check this out download uh, test flight and then check out that link to uh, to download it. Yep. Okay. So, Pokemon Go uh, on Saturday was the Pokemon Go Tour Johto, of which I streamed as much as I could when I was playing at the house. I, I, excuse me, I think I was streaming for maybe four or five hours total. And I had to take several breaks in the middle to do things out of the house. Like I needed to spin certain stops. I needed to hit so many raids. I needed, you know, things uh, like one of them was I had to complete like five or 10 challenges, but I can only bank three of them. So I've completed the three. Then I had to go out, spin more stops to get more challenges. So there was a lot of in and out. So, you know, Everything I streamed is out on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so this weekend was a 
I did six Pokemon streams. You know, four parts of that, the the presentation live live react, and then I played leading into my next game, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I streamed some of the new the Daybreak content uh, for the version one dot one This is a I think this opens up to players who's rolled credits. You know, I don't think you had to have beaten Act Act Four yet, but you had to have beaten Act Three to access it. So with what this, I won't spoil. I won't do big big spoilers, but this will introduce the concept of a massive mass outbreak instead of you go to a zone and it says, "Oh, there's a mass outbreak of Diglett in this." But I can't. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of real, a real Pokemon that was in the game, but <laughs> you mess up, you, you log, you go in there, you go to where it is, and you catch it with as many as you can. Instead, there's like 20 different places where there's collections of Pokemon, but you don't know what they are until you get there. Later on, they do teach you a method to reveal what is where, but so, but. I actually I won't say that that might be spoilery too, but you, you you'll you learn a little bit more about the massive mass outbreaks as you play. You ultimately go through and do the same thing in all five zones, and once you do, that uh, that that that's side quest numbers ninety five through one hundred two. When when you've completed that, then you've completed basically the daybreak story. And then there are other side quests, and a lot of some of which involves a new battle tech battle technique. Not uh, technique is not the right word. They uh, basically setting up more of a traditional Pokemon battle in, in the, the the training area, where you can do a six v six against an NPC, or you can set up a one v one. And some of these tasks require you. To beat the one v one with particular Pokemon, one of which being a Magikarp, and I think things things like that suck because you're gonna have to grind a Magikarp up to like level sixty or seventy to have a chance mm. without evolving it, and they don't learn many many attacks. So, but apparently, when you do all of the those side quests. Then that reveals like the final final encounter, which they hinted at in the trailer, but I'm not going to talk about it because it could be kind of spoilery. But they did show a little bit of it in the trailer. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do the one v ones. I'm not. I haven't been a. I've never been a fan of like PvP like battle mechanics. But I finished the daybreak story. I think I'm done. I think. <laughs> I'm 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 good with this for now. Okay. All right. I picked up Voice of Cards, the Forsaken Maiden, and I I'm like 15 hours into that for now. It it's 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 like they took this the game engine from, from the first Voice of Cards and most of its original assets. They did draw new assets. It's not 100% just fully ripped from the first game. Uh, and then made a new game out of it, kind of like like Dragon Quest One versus Dragon Quest Two. The 
same engine, same art style, same some some of the same assets, just a different a new game. So so if you like the first one, I think you like the second one. Uh, I think I like the story of the second one better. It it throws some weird curveballs at you. So you, you find a quick high level st- version of the story. You're in this in this world. There are, are five maidens, and you have one of them in your party, but she is mute and apparently has no maiden power, quote unquote, whatever that means. So she's kind of been ousted by her community. The maidens are supposed to be a protectorate to their village, and the village that they're in is kind of run down and kind of crappy. So you are on a quest to meet with the other four maidens to help you get your abilities back. Again, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to happen, but uh, I think I've gotten three out of the four done. I'm in the intermission before starting Chapter 4 right now, so I'm beyond halfway to the game. I'm not sure is going to be after chapter four and how late the game goes after that. But I don't think, you know, I imagine I'm in the back half of the game. Yeah, about 15 hours in. So I, th- I think the first game was also around 20 to 25 hours. So this seems to be lining up, but I'm having fun with this. You know, if, so if, if, if you, this is still plays like a turn-based RPG, it doesn't play like play like a card battler. It just uses cards as its art style. So I think this was the think this was a thirty dollar game, which was maybe a little high for what it is, but it's still I'm having fun with it. And the last game I want to talk about it was released earlier this week on Steam for free, called Aperture Desk Job. It's you know in the the, the Portal Half Life universe. It's like a thirty minute little. I wouldn't even call it a game. It's like an experience. It's meant to be like a tutorial. Again, that's not the right word for it, but I can't think of a better one to of how to, to use the Steam Deck to you know to using using the triggers, the face buttons, the sticks. You know, it can be played without one because I don't own one, but it does require a controller. You can't. It does not use a mouse and keyboard, and. <laughs> Looking through the Steam forums, that's got a lot of people a little upset about it. They want the mouse and keyboard experience, or they say, uh, I can't get any controller working, or this controller worked fine until Chapter 3 when the L2 button stopped working, which, you know, you kind of need that button with, with what they do with it. So, you know, some people have had issues with it, but uh, once I got the controller to work, I, I was able to play through it. I thought it was pretty funny. The, cute little story you know so if you've played portal 2 and you're familiar with the world if you haven't played it yet it comes out as switch later this year <laughs> and then you know the you know aperture just job is free on pc i don't know if i don't know if it's on linux or mac but i was hoping uh you remain in desk job comes out later on this year no not switch. on switch no it, it definitely Dang. could and in fact, it probably would fit well because it's got all the buttons. Sure. Wouldn't actually, it wouldn't surprise me if that is probably squeezed in, or right? or post-launch DLC. Definitely, it would definitely work on the Switch. 
I I would be okay with that. But for now, it's only on non-Switch Steam devices, and and this it, is it's designed to be played on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. That's all I got. Tim, what you been playing? So, uh, just to mention the Jesse Cross thing, I I pulled it up on the iPad and, and I was gonna give it a go, but I forgot how to play Picross games. <laughs> but my wife loves Picross games, so I gave it to her to try out, and she she said it was it was a good game. It was kept her engaged through the all through the puzzles and and all that kind of stuff. So it was well built. She had fun with it. So, and she liked the part where it said uh, at the end, like, uh, like where it congratulated you and it said, oh, you, uh, you beat the puzzle. You're, you're a genius. genius. And you say, I know to continue. <laughs> yeah. Instead of an okay button, it's, yeah, it I, says, know. I know. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, uh, I th- since I wasn't on last week, I think I mentioned it during our po- to Jesse when we were doing the Pokemon Presents video, but I beat Pokemon Legends Arceus, or I won't say I beat it. I got as far as I wanted to in it. Uh, <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm four. Uh, yeah. So, the only part I didn't do is get complete the Pokedex uh, and meet Arceus, which is, you know, part of what you do in the game. So, I didn't do that. I got my fill of the game. I got my fill of the story. I got what I wanted out of the game. And I agree with a lot of what everybody's saying that it is a great Pokemon game. And I also am one of those people that hope they, a lot of these elements that were in this version is in the Scarlet and Violet version. Although I, I am probably, I won't be surprised if there's a mixture, let's say of, of things. So um, between right you know, the current way we play Pokemon and Arceus. Um, I think there'll be a good, I think there'll be a balance there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to learning about it, um, about Scarlet and Violet. So, and seeing what more they, they are going to do with that game. Uh, I also was playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with Sammy. We've been playing that, um, having a lot of fun with that. And actually, I don't know what happened, but we played, um, we played one day and then the next day he brings a switch out and says, I got the blue screen of death dad on his switch light. And this time it wasn't anything he did. It was just, he got the blue screen of death on the switch light. Didn't so I had to send it one. Nice. Yeah. There is uh on the switch light. There apparently is. If you breathe on it wrong, apparently it, it could happen. So, but yeah, it, it's, um, this is this happened before to Sam, but before it was Sammy's fault. This time, there's no evidence of Sammy doing anything to it. This just failed on its own, um, and it's basically the screen locks up on a blue screen, and it, it bricks your switch. There's no hard reset. There's no any, there's nothing you can do to the switch to to get it to work. So I went through the process with Nintendo, sent it off to them, and actually again pretty quick turnaround time uh they're already sending it back within i I, feels like within a week maybe maybe 10 days but i got it out to them pretty quickly they responded pretty quickly and they're already sending it back so which is cool um although it does the usual thing where it wipes out everything uh, and you have to re-log in with the id and and then re-download stuff so Which used to makes it. me wonder <laughs> if it's actually returning the repaired unit or if they're just giving you a refurbished as a replacement. 
Yeah, well, we'll find. I'll be able to find out once we get it because there's yeah, certain cause, things on it that I'll the, see. The one time that I did have to send my switch in, I got a refurb as a replacement back. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We'll see. Uh, but this time he's he's been talking about wanting to save his money to get uh, an OG switch again, um, so he can dock it and all that kind of stuff, or even an OLED. He would like an OLED. Uh, and I'm a little iffy on that because of how rough he is on his devices, but. Uh, um, we'll see. I, I, I was thinking, well, he's going to get it back refurbished. Now might be a good time to trade it in <laughs> to put that towards that cost. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I also did the NSO missions. Once we learned about that, I did those, uh, played some super Mario, uh, on, on the NSO, uh, for a little bit to get that mission points there. And then, uh, what was the other thing you said, Marty was the other thing, uh, there was the play play Super Mario. Yeah, to back up the data. Well, those were easy. Back, back up the data, go into the app. But there was a fourth thing. What was that fourth thing? I can't remember. Uh, play play and then and then the so online enabled game. Yes. Okay. I just launched Arceus and boom, done. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was pretty much. I, I forget which game I picked, but I did something similar. I just launched it and it was good. Uh, so I did that, completed my missions, and that was, like you said, Marty, it was a lot of fun. It was just fun, just, you know, something silly, something small, something goofy, uh, or, you know, but it was still, it's cool. It'll be fun to see what they, they build off of with this. Mm. Um, I've I've dove back in after beating Arceus. Um, I went back into Breath of the Wild, been playing that, uh, and that's been my focus, other than uh, doing this other game I'll talk about next, but... I opened up two more sections of the map. Um, uh, as if you guys remember, I shared before a couple of weeks ago what my map looked like. It was all just the southeast. You still had a corner, corner of, of the map. Missing. Yeah, I still have a lot of missing there, but I, I opened up two major parts of it, and I'm on my way to open up the third part because I'm trying to go to the uh, um, uh, what do you call those things? The um, the divine beast divine beast i'm going to the bird one so yeah i'm going to the bird one whichever the whatever the name of that thing is um i can never remember what those i don't remember the names of these things are (laughs) but i'm going to that divine beast that's where i'm heading that corner of the map yes so and uh i'm again i'm having fun with it and but this time i'm going i'm doing I'm doing what I did with Arceus because when I started playing Arceus, I was getting, I felt like I was getting overwhelmed with all the side missions and just kind of getting lost and all that, not staying focused on the main mission. So from what I learned from that, I'm doing that with Breath of the Wild. I'm kind of staying focused on my main mission. Uh, There's a couple of times where I was like, Ooh, you know, there's a, there's a shrine there. I should go that way. And it's like, Nope, Nope. I'll only hit the things that are along my path to get to the divine beast. And that includes these towers. I'm hitting my towers are my points to open up and unlock those areas of the maps. And if I see a shrine along the way, I will stop there. So, um, and then if I feel like I need to grind a little bit, then I'll start going to look for some more shrines and stuff in those map areas I unlocked so that I can get some more hearts or, or more um, stamina. But so far, I've been doing pretty good on what, with what I have so far. I think I got about six or seven hearts and a ring and a half of stamina. And uh, you that far, Dak? 
Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I've got, I got a lot to build up, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I've been able to, I've been able to do things uh, with that much stamina and that much hearts. So, and plus being that get, I had the, you do have to have a certain number of hearts in order to get the master sword. Yes. Which means you do, have to get, you do have to get so many shrines done. I am. I, I'm like I said, I'm still hitting the shrines I'm near or seeing along the way. I'm not trying to go off the path too much. Um, so we'll see. And plus having that elephant, uh, divine beast defeated, it helps keep me alive. I've had that thing save me so many times where, uh, if you remember correctly, when it, um, regenerates, if I, if I get killed, it actually like, a you know, the fairy's ability the fairy it, in the bottle. Yeah. It kind of, it revives me. <laughs> Grace, is that the yes. Yeah, so it revives me, and then it takes about him. Uh, it takes a while to regenerate again. See, so that character's name I remember because she's the waifu. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but again, Breath of the Wild, having a lot of fun with that, and uh, also found out Nick in our Game Pass News uh, podcast team. They uh, Nick has been playing it as well, and, and trying to he's try, his goal is to beat it as well. So. We'll we'll be talking more about it together since it's both of our first times kind of getting through this area, <laughs> through through this game, I should say. And then uh, the game that kind of that took me away for a moment to from Breath of the Wild is What Lies in the Multiverse. I just dropped a video earlier today on that game because it launches today. When you listen to this, uh, What Lies in the Multiverse. If if you're like me. A sci-fi fan who loves parallel universes, multiverses, uh, all that kind of stuff, time travel, all that fun stuff. The title alone is what intrigued me. And then when uh, when we got the code to check out the game, I dived in, diving, diving into the game already. I'm enjoying it, uh, getting an hour and 15 minutes into it. Uh, the video probably doesn't even give it the justice that it needs to show that it's been fun. It's building on itself. So it, it seems like it's a pretty easy game when you begin, but uh, it's building on itself, implementing new mechanics into the game as I play longer. And the story is pretty well written and funny in some cases. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, but I, I learned my lessons from uh, oceans, uh, the oceans game. What was that? Jesse, the oceans game. Yeah. That I recommended to you guys before. Yeah. Oh, oceans. Ocean's Heart. Heart. I was thinking Dream, but that, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> the Ocean's Heart game. I also played probably about an hour into it and did a video on it. And I was like, oh, this feels like, you know, uh, Zelda and all that kind of stuff. And I recommended it to a few of you guys. And then most of you guys came back like, oh, this game isn't as good as, you know, as and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of, a lot of complaints. Like Drew was one of them. He's but like, this we, isn't good. <laughs> but we, we, we both did finish it. Yes, it got finished, but it wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to end up being because I had high hopes for it, I guess, when I was playing it. The beginning kind of led me to think, oh, this is going to be a cool game. It's just like linked to the past, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it seems like there's some nuances there that are probably annoying. And so I'm not going to like tell everybody, oh, you got to go get this game. I got to play some more. <laughs> but at least go check out the video. 
Uh, it is out on our YouTube page. Uh, what lies in the multiverse? Uh, again, it is uh, basically the game. Uh, I'll get a little bit of what it's about. Basically, I'm going in. I'm a kid who discovers there's a multiverse. Because uh, I'm, I guess I'm into science and all that, and using my computer to hack the multiverse. While doing that, I screwed something up, and somebody from the multiverse comes back to my universe to fix it. And they they brought me along to figure it out and fix it. And then when they took me back to my universe, I was like, wait, I want to come along. I want to learn more about this multiverse because I'm, you know, obviously I'm excited about this character. Yes. Good, good idea. He, the, the guy I'm following is, does have a tall purple hat, by the way, too. So, <laughs> um, so the guy agrees to it and he says, okay, you can be my assistant and all that kind of stuff. So you go with him into the multiverses. Um, and, uh, you basically are, if you played any other games that are, have the same or similar mechanics where you hit a button and you, you're switching your environment to be able to move from one plane to another or move from one platform to another. Cause that platform doesn't exist in that plane. Like a fez or. Yeah, oh, well that turns in that. That's more of a 3d aspect, but this is, this is all 2d and you can hit, you just basically hit the uh, ZR button and you shift between two planes right now okay, is where so I'm at. Like you're, you're playing two realities at the same time. Yes. So, or even, I guess, even like Metroid Prime Echoes, was it two, where you had to phase between the, the dark world and the, anyways, so there's basically, you are, you are going between the two worlds and your platforms of, or things that you would jump on or climb on are going to be different between the two areas or the boxes you move are going to be different. So you're solving puzzles between the two areas uh, to basically advance through this this chapter of the story and uh and so far like i said it's been a lot of fun and it's it's been a lot of fun just seeing where this story goes uh so right now i've been really digging games that have a good story and so i guess story is probably the first thing i'm enjoying and then the gameplay is added to it so where some people are more about the gameplay and then the story you know i guess this one is I want to know more about the story. So I'm willing to play and do more of the mechanics and learn more, more of the gameplay along the way. And so far it's been fun. I think it's fun. So I'll get back to you guys on that. If, cool. But right now, breath of the wild is my main focus. So I don't know when I'm going to get back to what lies in the multiverse, <laughs> but that's what I've been playing. Cool. So uh, I can't believe that we've gone through two people. It's what we've been playing and nobody has talked about, the Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo uh, that dropped today. So I'm going to talk about it, and we've got a video up on our channel. If you'd like to watch the entirety of it, uh, you can go. And actually, uh, there is a reason to go and play through this demo, because in doing so, when you beat the demo, all three levels, you get a code to use in the regular game when it finally launches. Uh, And if you actually find all of the collectibles in all three levels and complete them, you get a second code that gives you uh, extra stuff in the game as well. So I got both of those. So those are on stream. If you don't want to do it, you can just go to the end of the stream uh, and get the codes. Uh, (laughs) But um, that's pretty cool though. Guys, this, this game is legit. It's so good. 
Uh, I, I saw Dan from Retrologic earlier say that it reminded him a, a lot of uh, Mario 3D World. And I will completely agree with that. Uh, very similar vibe in the way that you kind of go through the levels. And it's not so much open world as it is the world is open and you get to play in it. Um, the, there is definitely some fixed perspectives for certain uh, times for the camera to uh, keep the action focused, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It plays like a dream. Um, also beating the game, which uh, the game, uh, the, the demo is kind of like the introductory level, including the opening movie of the game, and then the second level, and then you fight a boss. You get to fight um, the, like the first part of the, of the beast pack. Um, if you do that, you can go back and play the demo with your evolved abilities as well. So every enemy that you're able to suck up, which you're able to um, use the uh, sword, the cutter, the and the bomb um, abilities, and you also get to use two of the mouthful abilities. And I want I want to tell you what those are. Um, but it's it is everything right about Kirby, like distilled down into like a pure essence that has been, that this 3D gem has been made out of. If you are at all on the fence about this game, this demo should tell you exactly where you are, whether you want Kirby and the Forgotten Land or not. Um, it even has two, two modes as far as difficulty. You can play in wild mode, which is basically your normal difficulty, or you can play in the some other mode that basically you get more life and the enemies don't take as many hits. And you can also play this demo co-op, so you can check out how the co-op feature functions uh, with one player playing Kirby and one player playing uh, Bandana Waddle D. Uh, so there's a ton of stuff to do here um, and really, wow. really, really, really great demo. Um, honestly, cool. this, is the, this is what Nintendo needs to do for its for its first party titles, I don't know that it necessarily needs to do it for like every one of them, but like the and I won't even call Kirby Fringe, but like not Mario and Zelda, <laughs> you or and not Smash Brothers, maybe Mario Kart. You don't need a demo for those games. Metroid Dread, you need a demo for Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. You need a demo for. Um, there's lots more out there that they could benefit from a well done demo, and this is one of the best I've ever played. So um, you need to go check that out. I've also been uh, playing Far Changing Tides, which is the sequel to Far Lone Sails uh, on the Switch. And right now, as you hear this, this is important. Far Lone Sails is available on Nintendo Switch right now for $2.99. Do not miss this sale. It is so good. All right? Like, I would I would say something stupid like if you buy it and don't like it I'll buy it. I'll I'll pay you back I'm not doing that uh, but <laughs> I, like I I think this game's a sure bet not many games can tell a really compelling story without dialogue Far Loan Sales does it and if you're wondering if this game is is for you it's a three dollar demo basically all right it's a three dollar chance skip the the Mountain Dew Energy skip the monster at the store and buy Far loan sales. If you're not familiar what it is, you play a kid or a person who is in some kind of post-apocalyptic world, wasteland, who uh, whose only 
companion is a giant machine that you basically are getting from point A to point B on a map. You just don't know it yet. Uh, and in the beginning, when you first get started, you, you're learning different things you can do with the machine, like you can put the sails up or you can pull it along with a cord or uh, you can feed it uh, different uh, like you know fuel and it will run on its own for a certain period of time. Uh, and, and so you've got this whole mechanic of, of working with the machine to get to the next thing. And that carries over into changing tides as well. Except in the first game, you're on land a lot. In this one, I'm already seeing, like, I've not played much. Mainly just what was in the, the first look video that I did on the channel this week. But it's, it's very much about you being in the sea, uh, in the water. There's already been swimming elements where you've had to use your character to swim and dive and get things and pull. Like, if you like that type of physical, physical puzzle game type thing, um, this is for you. All right, so the first one's three bucks. Go check it out. Um, also wanted to mention two little games I've been playing from the Pixel Game Maker series, uh, RGB1 and RGB2. Uh, this is Pixel Game Maker um, Cham the Cat Adventure, which is basically Super Mario Land um, remade. Like, I'll say remade. It, it's a, this is an homage to Super Mario Land. Like, the, the, the readout, like the heads up at the top, you know, the menu bar, whatever you want to call it, looks exactly the same as Super Mario Land. Uh, it's got some of the same, like, feel to it as far as, like, how you finish the level, how you progress. There's multiple paths, like exits and things. It's just really cool. And then Jewel Links is a completely original puzzle game uh, that's basically they these are Game Boy-style games made in Pixel Game Maker and along with Thunder Striker, I think that's the name of it, uh, it, which is a lot like Solar Striker. I can't recommend these two enough. So those three games are fantastic. You should definitely go check them out. And then, surprise, I've been playing this bad boy a lot. In fact, I played this 3DS, uh, 2DS XL uh, more than I've played my Switch in the past week because I'm playing finally – Majora's Mask 3D, with the help of a good guide, I'm finally going to beat uh, what I have called in the past the worst Zelda game of all time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that because I've just thrown that out there because I, I have a lot of blind hatred for Majora's Mask. I think it's stupid. I still do. Um, I was remarking to Drew today in the Discord, I don't know how anybody figured anything out in this game the first time around without a guide. It's like trying to play Earthbound with no context. It's dumb. The, I don't like being on a time clock in any game, let alone Zelda. I don't like it. It's yeah. stupid, but uh, it's it's weird Zelda, and I like weird Zelda because Link's Awakening is like my favorite Zelda game, and it's super weird. Um, but <laughs> like I'm progressing. I'm about to beat the first dungeon. Um, I'm taking my time. I'm actually going by the guide and getting heart pieces and stuff like that to set myself up for, for future stuff. So I'll probably do like, unless something in here is really dumb and difficult that I don't want to deal with, I'll probably do a hundred percent run uh, on this, but uh, it's weird being back on the 3ds. I'm going to tell you something that has not aged well about the 3ds. Uh, it is slow as crap. Uh, like the, the user interface, everything's slow. Number two, it has the battery life of a lemon. Like it, like you charge it up and then two hours later, it's like crap. 
You can charge it with a lemon, probably too. Probably could, <laughs> but probably not a good idea. Make probably make it smell better. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Mecha yeah. Dragon wants to know why you didn't play Majora's Mask on the Switch. Because I want to play the better version. The one on Switch looks like the rear end of a dog. Why would I play it on that? Play it on here. I there bought this one. The other one I'm just merely paying for, and it's a downloadable uh, bonus. I'm not going to, they fixed things too in this one. Yeah. All right. So I want to play the fixed version. I want to play the real version. This is the now the real version. I would say they broke some things too, but I think the well, uh, what what was gained does outweigh what was lost. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to know what was broken ever, so I don't care. That's that's, that's true. That's why I, I, <laughs> that's why I didn't say it. So there you go. Um, I will say I'm having more fun with it than I thought I was going to. Okay. Nice. So yeah, that's what we've been playing. Hopefully by next week I'll have this game wrapped up and I can talk about it a little bit more. Let's turn on the community spotlight real quick, shall we? <laughs> If you're watching, I'm just trying to keep myself awake at this point. It's late. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. The, the energy has run out. But we've got an update on the Nindad's family of podcasts. So, Tim, help us out. Tell us what's going on. Sure. Before we dive into that, though, I want us a quick shout out to the community that's come by to stop by in our stream. Uh, just want to say thanks to like Ebisel, Mecha Dragon, of course, and uh, Seth from All In Podcast. They've dropped in. Sean Capri came through at some point and uh, Nenfrendo um, just trying to grab some of these names that came through. And I apologize if I did not see your name. And we, had, we had one guy who was, said he chimed in from Ukraine saying he likes to listen to us, but obviously at this time he has like internet down 50% of the time. So oh, wow. if okay. he loses his internet, he'll have to continue watching where he left off when he can. Yes. All right. Uh, that's cool that we got somebody from Ukraine listening. So uh, we got uh, Bush and Ryu Cat, um, Hambone Johnny. Um, so there, and you guys had a lot of comments in there. So we apologize if we missed any questions that came out. Um, but if you can come in our Discord, if you have any questions from what we talked about, ask away there because then we can follow up a lot better there. You just want to come in the Discord and tell Justin he's wrong. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Doesn't we matter what he's wrong that. about; he's just wrong. It's it's right. really hard. It's really really hard to um, to deal with him sometimes. <laughs> I'm just it, we need all the help. He's a diva, do. you know. You got you know how it is to deal with a diva, you know. So <laughs> I do right. actually. Nindad's family of podcast updates for today. We have the retro logic show episode 72 with Dan and that fast John and third strongest mole, Sam. Uh, they talked about breath of fire, their chat with uh, well read mage, uh, another podcaster and streamer. I should say he does a lot of streams there. He was a guest on the show. Uh, what does Dan really think about Pokemon and the Pokemon Scarlet Violet announcement? They talk about that. I need to listen to that because I, I want to hear that one. <laughs> and where are all the RTS games is another question that they, they address. They're as well. coming. This is the year of the RTS. Yes. So, and Radical don't forget strategy, to go to Rabbits 2. 
Don't forget to go to retrologic.games to their website and read their blogs. Uh, Sam does a really good job in writing some stuff there. Uh, You got the Dads After Dark show. They dropped episode 94 where they uh, had Night Tram VGMM on the show. Anybody know who that is? Anybody see in the Discord who that was? No. It's uh, a person who holds the world record for a collection Oh uh, yeah, in their house. So oh yeah 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 yeah. I I, I did I I I I'm in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle of listening to that podcast now. Okay, I just didn't recognize that that name by that handle. Right by the handle. Well, that's the that's the handle on Twitter. So uh, they didn't put this. Uh, well, I guess his name is Brett. Maybe <laughs> I haven't listened yeah. to it yet either. But Brett's experience at Nintendo Force. They talked to him about that. Uh, and then they give him the gauntlet, which is a ton of questions that they get that they run their guests through. So, and then Game Pass news. I was I, I was actually they were on earlier on uh, Twitch do, recording the episode forty three, but they dropped episode forty two, where they talk about Master Chief's face reveal, uh, digital store closings, Valhalla free to play days, and the games they loved this week for Game Pass. So, and be on the lookout for the episode 43, which will drop, I think, which is usually over the weekend. So that's our family podcast, uh, which I will I actually updated our nintendodads.org site uh, under recommendations. We have links to the shows there to uh, Spotify. Um, but of course, you can find them on any podcast, uh, your podcast app of choice. Um, and I'll be updating our main page as well to put their show there as well. So we'll have not only our show there, but their shows there listed on our website as well. So be on awesome. the lookout for that. Yep. There is no escape from the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Uh, we, you must we, listen. We control the, ver- <laughs> we control the vertical. We control the horizontal. Uh, let's get in some questions from the community. Mega dragon asks us via email, uh, in honor of Pokemon Presents and Pokemon Week, let's hear your Pokemon memories for the show tonight. Uh, I'm going to drop one that people are going to think is pro- that, that some people may be surprised about. You ready for this one? Sure. Uh, believe it was my sophomore year of college. One of the things that I received for my birthday was Pokemon the movie on VHS. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, videotape. You know the thing you put in the VCR? Yeah, because my yeah. TV was a, was an, I think it was a 15 or 16 inch TV with VCR combo. Was it that's even? What I beat, that's what I beat course, uh, Ocarina of Time on, by the was way. It, was it even color? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was color. The best feature was a sleep timer that I would use every night to set the sleep timer to uh, play the weather channel. And it would go off. That's how I went to sleep. Now I'm now that's how I go to sleep now. So <laughs> uh, actually, I go to sleep now. There's a there's an app I use on my phone called Rain Rain, and oh, uh, yeah, there's, yeah. it's like a city city rain and thunderstorm sounds. That's what I yeah. Anyway, that's Pokemon memory. Um, I was alive and not a kid when the original Pokemon came out. I was in high school, maybe maybe college. When yeah, so there you go. There's Pokemon memories. 
Yeah, yeah, Jesse, I'm sure you got all kinds of memories, but my memory of uh, memory I'll share is I did not get into Pokemon either when it came out for the Game Boy and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I didn't have any prejudice towards it. It just didn't appeal to me at the time. It was just like, um, it, you know, I was alive and stuff too and in high school, but by the time it came out, I think I sold my Game Boy to get some LA gear, light gears. Do you guys remember those? There were the LA gears that lit up whenever you took a step in the heel. Uh, oh, okay. I remember and I they, were, those were, they uh, weren't for kids. They were for grownups. You got a little light up cartridge that you could put in the back of plug into the back of it and change the colors and stuff like that. I bought into those suckers. I had to sell my game boy to get me some of those LA gear light gears. So <laughs> that's why I didn't get into Pokemon. So I didn't get into Pokemon until uh, I got married and my wife, um, my stepson was into it. Um, uh, so, yep, he was into it and I got into it because he needs someone to trade with some Pokemon. So, and I've talked about that before where anytime he got a Pokemon game, I got a Pokemon game. So uh, the other one, <laughs> so that's how I got into Pokemon. That's that's always a good memory for me. That's how we we shared time together. So, yeah. So I think I'll also do my origin story. I guess you can say. So I've I've I heard of the game Pokemon, but I didn't know anything about it. And I saw this. You know, I am now past. I'm past college. I'm married with my first wife. You know, but you know, I I start I see that oh, there's a Pokemon cartoon. I'll I'll give that a I'll give that a watch because I've always been a fan of animation. So I watched it. I liked what I saw. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should give this game a try. Cause still, I have no idea what the game's about. I have played RPGs in the past, so I am familiar with Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy and whatnot. But I just didn't know what at this time what type what Pokemon was. So I I pick up uh. I think uh, Game Boy Pocket or something that I didn't have a working Game Boy at the time and a copy of Red and started playing it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is an RPG. It's like Final Fantasy, except for I keep my knights in my pocket when I'm not using them. So, you know, I got so I started playing it, got pretty far in. My wife would kind of peek around and see what I'm doing. And she goes, I want to play that, too. And I'm like, well, the game only has one save state. And I'm like, okay, well, then I'll, we, we, I'll go ahead and buy another Game Boy and a copy of the game for me then. So I did, and we both started playing it. So we you know, we we got her a copy of Blue. We so we were able to do the trades. We did some battles. Some battles. We didn't do that often because, again, I don't like PvP. But we get to the point where we both did, we both beat the game. Then Gold, gold and silver came out. Then a few years later, we picked those up, and she actually was able to beat Red at the end of the game. I think I got to him, but I don't think I ever beat him. So she got further in the game than I did. Though she also had a lot more time on her hands. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what you're saying is, she is the true po po Pokemon master. <laughs> she just had more time on her hands. She has traveled across the land, searching far and wide. 
each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Okay, we can say that. <laughs> All right. She wanted to be the very best, like no one ever was. I'm just saying that's that's why it happened. Uh, okay, some questions from Patreon. Uh, Dad's <laughs> After Dark show asks: uh, After five years, do you find yourself playing the Switch more or less often than other consoles? If less, why more? Because I do have a secondary console, just no games I want to play for it. Yeah, I really years. need to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't even buy that one. I had no plans on playing it. But yeah, Switch is my primary console. I have the secondary and the tertiary console collecting dust. You know, I log in to download the free games from PSN and games with gold, but really don't do anything else with it. Though I did hear I, I that uh, Guardians, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is going on Game Pass in a few weeks. On the team, uh, yes. That I do want to give a shot at. Yes. Yeah, that has me I'm interested as well. That's fantastic. So good. Yeah, I get. I play. I'm still using my Switch, even with now the Xbox Series S in the house and stuff like that. I'm still. The Switch is easier to just take with me wherever I go in the house, especially when I go to bed. I can easily just go there, play. But like I did Arceus, I was playing until like two in the morning <laughs> to get through some stuff. So, uh, Games like that, when they grab me, uh, like you were talking about, you know, Far Loan Sales is a really good game. I played that too, and that's how I finished it. Was able to, you know, play it, play it down here on the on the computer screen because uh, I have that's where I got my TV, my dock connected. Uh, I also have connected to the TV behind me if I want to play it there. But I mainly play in handheld, and um, if it wasn't for what I do with you guys with the Switch. I probably would have got a switch light because that's, I play mainly in, in handheld. So, um, although the big screen helps with the OLED. So, <laughs> so who knows, but, um, but yeah, I'm still playing the switch more and I found myself getting more and more away from the PS4. Uh, even when I would get it, even when I got a game for it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just a handheld uh, option. You know, I can yeah. play PS4, or, I mean PS5, but uh, that's our main. It's on our main TV, and I don't really have anywhere else to play it, so I have yeah. to get in gaming time there when I can. Yeah. Um, I do play docs pretty much almost exclusively now. Where about five years ago, I was almost always handheld, and I. I say because my kids monopolize the TV. He's not monopolizing the TV anymore, right? so I can do it. But it, it's just, if I wanted to, say, live stream a PlayStation game, I needed to either move my PlayStation to my desk or use my laptop and, but over at, at the at the other table. Yeah. Where the Switch, I have a dock on each TV. I can just slap it in and play it. Right. Yeah, it's just... It's a lot easier to with the switch. Uh, although I've been trying to work on managing my time a little bit more. Uh, so I'm hoping like when I was playing to it takes two with Sam on the Xbox series S it was just a matter of managing the time and what games I was playing. So I was able to do, do that and, but still be able to play other games on my switch. So um, 
I'll probably be, it just, and it also probably depends on the game. You know, what game do I want to let take my time? You know, so like Gran Turismo seven is coming out. If it's already not out, I think it's coming out today. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying that out on my PS4. Um, so I'm, I'll be playing that some. So like I said, it's just about managing my time. And then if it holds my interest, like Jedi Fallen Order, I had to keep playing that one. So that, that game kept me coming back. Sometimes to you, you have to make yourself play. Yeah. It was just a matter of just finding that time. Okay. I'm going to play it. And then I, I still played my switch other times. So, but uh, it was just about managing the time. So maybe it's just about the games. Like you said, Marty, there's no game bringing you to your PS five. Uh, there's no games bringing you to yours, Jesse, to your consoles. Um, so it's the same for me. There is, there isn't a game yet that's, um, that's making me want to step away. That makes me want to go sit in front of the TV for and, a while. And, and honestly, other than it takes two, I think that, that last one I personally am experiencing something. I'm just going to call it game fatigue. Like, yeah, there's so many games I have that aren't finished that are sitting open or sitting. I've started and put a couple hours into um, there's a little bit of, well, which one do I go back to? But also it's just like, yeah, I've got so many, you know, yeah. like I don't know where to start. And it even applies to like Arceus and, and other games like that, like put a three, you know, three or four hours into, and now it's been two or three weeks. And what am I going to do? I'm going to play Wordle on my phone. You right. Know, and yeah. it's not that I don't love video games. It's just, it's not grabbing my attention. It's I'm fatigued from right. it. I mean, I think I'm, I'm not hear me when I say this, like, I'm not like, Oh, poor pitiful me. But I think part of it is being on the show, being on a podcast about video games. It's like, you've always got to be doing video game things. And so, whereas before in my life, I had like seasons where it would ebb and flow and be like, I'm really into this game. I'm really into playing right now but yeah. then there's a time where i would ebb away and be like okay i'm not a lot of times it feels like i'm playing things to talk about them or to have a purpose or, for them instead of or just be about a, a, game. a part of the conversation too yeah. especially when something just drops oh, man i gotta yeah i gotta get like well and i'm experiencing that right now like i've, I've had horizon zero dawn for years right mm-hmm. i've started it over three times because i'll get to a point and i'll stop and then i'll forget everything uh and now the sequel's out and there was this big push in my, in my own, like just self, like you need to go buy that game. You need to go get horizon forbidden West or, you know, you're not gonna be able to, or, or even like now Elden ring. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to hate Elden ring. If I ever play it, I don't <laughs> but care everybody's talking about, about it, right? Elden ring. I could give one rat's rip about it, but <laughs> if it's your jam, great. But I know it's not for me because I don't like soul style games. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I tried Dark Souls one time and I was like, nope, done. Mm-hmm. So like there's this compulsion that I feel to to have Elden Ring, to be a part of it. But like Cyberpunk was the same way. Like I just I, in the end, I know it's not going to appeal to me. If I wait long enough, the urge goes away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yes. I just I, like I keep telling myself, you got I got to focus on my backlog. I got to focus on my backlog. I've got to get the switch backlog down. And I, and I, that's, that is why I'm playing Majora's Mask right now. And that's why I'm playing it on 3DS. It's because I originally started this on 3DS years ago. And I just went in, deleted the save file and said, okay, I spent money on this. It yeah. must've been worth my time to me at that point. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to play it. 
with the money that I spent. Right. You know, yes, it's been years. Who cares? I'm going to go back and I'm finally going to do it. And then, you know, I'll, I can get on to, to something else. Um, real quick, let's um, let's hit this question from Solo something. I like this one. He said, which is each of your favorite snacks uh, or, or favorite snacks and drinks to have while having your personal time of gaming? That is a good question. Well, naturally, we're going to say Glitch Energy at glitchenergy.com. <laughs> or you too can save 10% by using the code in that. Uh, no. Uh, can I go first? Go ahead. Good, strong, dark coffee. Wow. Or Diet Mountain Dew. Okay. Or and Oreos and pizza. It's just, there's just something about pizza. Yeah. That pizza it's just. You know, takes me back to my teenage years, staying up all night, Friday night, playing Link to the Past uh, and F-Zero and Street Fighter 2 <laughs> on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Nice. What about you guys? I don't normally snack while I play, but, you know. When I do, you know that meme. Um, uh, it's like like a like a, a mixed nuts or almonds type of thing. It's something small, handheld, and quickly you know grab a bite, eat it, and then go back to wipe my, wipe the, the salt off my hand, and then go back to the controller. Yeah. And then I normally don't drink much more than water nowadays, anyway. So nice. I'm a, my answer is kind of boring compared to Marty's. <laughs> no that was a good one too uh for me it's uh some caramel sort of chips. cookies it's no i try to stay away from sugary stuff too much sugary stuff is a dessert thing and i i don't use that as a snack for me uh because i can't have too much of it so um i if i'm gonna snack it's gonna be more along the lines of chips that's my downfall is chips some sort of chips and depending on my moods uh, it's, it just depends on the flavor, uh, the kind of chip, but the majority of the time, it's usually a Dorito of some sort. So it's hard uh, to beat Doritos. I love, it really I love is. some Doritos. So those, that's probably what my favorite chips would be, um, along those lines. Uh, then drink is going to be Coke zero or, uh, Mountain Dew zeros, um, and then if there's a new flavor, I usually try to go with that, you know, get one of those. But um, speaking the, of the, the have Coke you tried, Zero, have you tried the Coke Zero Starlight? I have. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I thought it was good. Have you seen Seth try it? <laughs> have not. <laughs> All in podcast. What is this drink? It's called uh, Coke Zero Starlight, and it's supposed to taste like space. It's supposed to taste like space. <laughs> Because you'll see it, it has they have Coke and Coke Zero, and it's like got stars, like the galaxy, you know, kind of purplish blue. Yes, on the wrapper, and it says I'm cracking up because space he, flavored. He did a video where he was ranking Nintendo, uh, okay, Nintendo um, things, uh, the Nintendo properties. Yeah. He was ranking them and drinking it. And he didn't like the taste of it, but he wanted to finish the pop because he felt he had to because he bought it. Because he spent money on it. 
because he spent money on it. He's like, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to do it while I'm talking about my rankings. And he did that through the video. And every time he took a drink, he just made this face of like, mm, why am I doing this? <laughs> it's it's, when it's said interesting. It tastes, when you said it tastes like space, I have the, uh, in my head, I'm hearing the space core from Portal 2. Yeah. Space. And if you don't know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you'll, you'll find out this summer. Or yeah, you need, to, you need to play Portal 2. So uh, it does have a, there's a hint of vanilla there. Uh, there's a hint of some, to me, it kind of tastes a little bit like a drink I we have here in the Detroit area from Fago. And I sent it over to- uh, Is it Red Pop? Justin, it was not the Red Pop. It was the Rock and Rye, I think is what it tastes like. Um, okay. So uh, the Fago Rock and Rye is what I think it's close to that. And, but with, you know, the hint of vanilla and I'm not good at like too much at calling those out. My wife, I tell you what I think it tastes like. And she was like, yeah, I think there's vanilla. And I was like, okay, I can see that. There's some vanilla, but that's because it tastes like um, a s'more. It's marshmallow and graham cracker. Really? That's what it is. It's it's interesting. Some people say it's like a raspberry flavor. I don't get that. I get that. I get like. You're around a campfire and you're having a s'more and a Coke. Okay. That, I haven't been I, able to find another one to try it again. So oh, they're all over down here. Like um, they are sold out everywhere. I've seen, you have to, seen the uh, box display for from it. From what I've heard that a lot of them went like uh, for some reason, Dollar General stores got a oh, ton okay. more than everybody. We else. got one near us. I'll At least there. here. At least here right. they did. It's like they're sitting right next to the door whenever I okay. walk in. Anywhere. Yeah, I gotta, um, I gotta have another. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I did not mean flavor. to derail you talking about <laughs> your snacks, but I just you said Coke Zero, and I was like, hey, yep. Coke Zero and Mountain Dew Zero. I love the Zero Pops. I like trying the new yeah, ones. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, in fact, I was just that was what I was drinking was a Zero alcoholic pop, though. It's the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Sodas. I had the orange one, and that has zero sugar too. So. <laughs> I tried that. I like the flavors of zero sugar stuff because it's better than the diet taste to me. Awesome. Yeah. So. Now I thought the zero starlight was way better than the regular. Okay. Uh, one last comment here. It's not a question, but Bruce Patterson just says, I love the Nintendo dance. And we love you too, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When we started the show, he hopped into the chat to say that the exact same thing. Then I think he left. <laughs> I love it. Bruce is Bruce. He's salt of the earth, man. He's he's a family man, maker of fine custom, one of a kind triforces. Yep, that's it. why he had to drop because we have forced him into uh, uh, work to make. Shh, shh. Oh, I'm not talking. Oh, you're, talk not about that? To tell. Oh, you're not okay. supposed to talk about our indentured slavery program. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And on that note, guys, that is going to be the end of episode 365 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for sticking with us all the way through. Uh, and uh, we want to say also thank you to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo Something. You guys are awesome, as well as everybody over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, who is made it, making up this amazing Nintendo Dads community that we have. Guess what, guys? 6,000 people now follow us yes, on we YouTube. Yes, we broke the 6,000 mark. That we're over 1,200 followers on Twitch. 
as well. We want to thank our 19 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities because they use their Twitch Prime membership to uh, send us a little sub, to send us a little love over there on Twitch. Uh, Thank you guys for that as well. A reminder, you can get 20% off at manscaped.com and free shipping, or you can get 10% off uh, and uh, over at glitchenergy.com, or you can get 20% off uh, or 15% off over at gooder.com, get you some sunglasses, all of those sites. You use the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, glitchenergy.com, manscaped.com, gooder.com. Go get yourself something nice. It's on us. Get yourself something real nice. All right. It's on us. We'll cover the shipping. We'll cover the percentage there. Just use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Be sure to check out our merch store at nintendodads.org backslash merch. And remember, Gaming for Guru going on this weekend all over the internet. All kinds of our friends from different podcasts raising money for Autism Speaks. Uh, And we're thankful to be a part of that. Remember to watch Tim on Saturday night and myself on Sunday. Come watch us. Everybody join together. Come watch us so that we can break the 75 marker. Yes. Yes. Everybody just come in over the weekend. Yes. Or whatever the other weekend long. 75 and higher with all kinds of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Reminder. (laughs) We have to maintain that. (laughs) Listen, you can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remember, wherever you listen, give us a five-star review and some words. It helps people find the show and listen. Who doesn't want to find the show, right? You could be the reason that somebody falls back in love with video gaming because they're listening to Nintendo Dads. So sharing is caring. Guys, thanks for hanging with us for episode 365. For me, for Jesse, for Tim... For Justin and the rest of the gang, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later, dudes. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. If this is your jam, you are screwed up. Nintendo Dance Podcast.